Hello, Internet, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Camera Corner Podcast. We're your geek slash nerd discussion podcast where we normally take one topic from TV, movie, video game, book, whatever you feel like talking about that day, and we will bat around until we get bored. I am, as always, your host, Patrick. With me is my co-host, Jared. Say hi, Jared. I'm actually a alternate universe um, balloon boy, but don't tell anybody because I don't want I don't want them to find me. Right. Um, today we are <laughs> discussing another uh, movie about you know alternate realities and universes. Oh shit! It's Bouncing Boy, isn't it? It's uh, a little Legion of Superhero kid. That's, that's just like that's the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. But is he Balloon Boy or Bouncing Boy? Bouncing Boy. Fuck! I got it wrong. Oh well. Sorry. <laughs> It's like it's now I'm his bitch. I'm I'm, I'm bouncing boy's little bitch boy, uh, balloon boy. It's like if if people if people know people characters from Legion of Superheroes, they either know uh, Brainiac Five or Bouncing Boy, and everything else is a toss in the hair. Yeah. Um, but we're not talking about Legion of Superheroes. Um, we are talking about a Legion of Superheroes, as in a bunch of superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is uh, Injustice, the 2021. Uh, animated adaptation, yes, of the uh, Injustice Gods Among Us game slash. Well, really it's mostly the, year one. Really, the Injustice franchise. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's mostly just the year one comic. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Like it, it is it's, definitely its own thing. It's its own thing. It's it's kind of the story of of the Injustice one comic. But also with stuff from the game as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, so it's yeah. its own separate beast. So you can watch this, and like things that like you might be expecting to happen might be a little more subverted than you think. Like you, you'll definitely get a lot of the set pieces. Yes. Um, now that being said, don't expect to attend an injustice themed cocktail party and be able to join every conversation there. Right. Um, out of curiosity, like, what is your, uh, how, how deep in Injustice are you? Because I know that, I mean, obviously I watched the movie with you, and then I played, I played the first game when it went free mm-hmm. <laughs> on, uh, on PSN, and then I watched Ryan play through the second game. Uh, I never read the comics, I've been given highlights of the comics, and a friend of mine took, uh, all of the samey sound effect that appears all throughout year one and made, like, a Tumblr post about it way back when. But that's about all my exposure. Um, I played both games. I've read all five years of the comic. I've read the Injustice Ground Zero uh, comic as well. Um, I've been I've I got fairly active uh, in the multiplayer for Injustice Two um, because like I, by that, around that time I also got big into watching into watching a lot of fighting game tournaments. I was like I want to be able to do those combos, so I put in the hours to learn and get. I actually get a pretty good Batman under my belt. Okay. Okay. Um, so you're definitely much more invested in like the Injustice franchise than I am. Yeah. Um, um, the comics. I'm I, a casual. Yeah. The uh, the comics I read really after recommendation. I, I say recommendation. Uh, Ryan held me hostage on the phone for an entire workday and basically recounted the entirety of year of year one to me. Yeah. Um, that's a, he'll do that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so I was like, all right, I, I would like some images to go with the words. Uh, so, uh, that's how I started reading them. All right. That's fair. Um, but like, but like I said, the movie is very much its own thing. Um, yes. The, the, there are a lot of people that, you know, you would think had plot armor. They don't have plot armor here. No, no, no. Th- characters that, 
Like, I was like, wait a minute, that person's in the game. I know he's in the game. And, uh, well, he ain't in the movie very long. Yeah. Um, see, but... Sadly, there's no way to silence an Apple Watch. I am sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Uh, see, but we will start as, we will start this review as we start most things with the blurb. I'm pulling this from IMDb. Um, it's actually two sentences this time. Uh, do you have any predictions? Um... Joker makes Superman kill Lois Lane. Superman, very mad boy. Close. <laughs> um, on, on an alternate Earth, the Joker tricks Superman into killing Lois Lane, which causes a rampage in the hero. Superman decides to take control of Earth. Batman and his allies will have to attempt to stop him. That's that's actually much more informative than they usually are. Like that's. That's one of the most, like, actually giving you a, a, some details there. Yeah. And also, why inform in, in an alternate Earth? Technically, every superhero property is always technically in its own universe with yeah. very, very few exceptions. Like, in ju- Injustice is Earth-22. Yeah. Um, like, in the, in the 52 Earths of the DC cosmology, Earth-22 is Injustice. Um, which they make reference to in the movie. Yeah. Um, although, the Injustice people think that they are Earth-1. Every Earth thinks they're Earth One because you would obviously count from whatever Earth you're on. Yeah, um, but uh, which I mean that was a cute. There's there's actually a, a bunch of little cute bits yeah. that happened in the movie. But I mean, that, that was fine. That's also a joke that they did in like Flash when they started uh, getting into alternate Earths. Ah, okay. Um, but like that aside, I, I like I just it's, it's funny for me when someone's like in an alternate Earth. I'm like all, every one of them. Yeah, like you wouldn't say that about like the Man of Steel, like not the Man of Steel, but um, the Man of Tomorrow. What movie? What was the first one in the just in the John Constantine died for this universe? Oh God, uh, man, yeah, that was Man of Tomorrow. Man of Tomorrow. Okay, yeah, um, like that's an alternate universe because it it very it separated itself from the DCAU. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, moving on, um. You want to just jump into like the some some details here about like acting and stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll start we'll start off there. Um, uh, per- performances. Yeah. Um, like uh, this this movie. Um, I mean the 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 start the start the start of the movie. Uh, well, start of like the injustice story is uh starts with a pretty pretty big event involving Joker. Um, I mean, it's the, really it's really hard to call anything like spoiler or stuff like that because like the game's like ten years old now. Yeah, and like that's like the opening salvo. Like that's like the the first sentence is. You is, you you you're right. Yeah. Um, like the only thing I would I would say for you know the 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 move the little bit that uh yeah the the game came out in 2013. The, yeah, the Injustice Gods Among Us. Um, you know after that you know. The movie opens up with the first big event is Joker killing, uh, well, making Superman kill Lois Lane. Yes. Um, The whole story of Injustice is spiked off of this one big Joker event. Yes. Um, The Joker they chose, not the strongest Joker. Um, I actively, like, was hurled out of the movie, like, fucking Superman giving me a fastball special to the goddamn sun. Because uh, who's the actor doing the movie? Uh, Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock was doing. Um, also, uh, also, I want to make mission. Uh, some of the actors do pull double duty in the movie. Yes. Um, 
Kevin Pollock, the voice for Joker, was also the president of the United States, and Jonathan Kent. Hilarious. Yeah. His Joker take, he was just being um, uh, Bill Skarsgård from uh, It. He was Pennywise the Clown. Yeah, yeah. He was 100% doing Pennywise the Clown. Like, he even did the Pennywise laugh. Like, if you'd seen the recent It and It Chapter 2. Like, he was just being Pennywise, and man, did I not expect that to come out of his mouth. Yeah. I mean, like... He doesn't doesn't have enough room to breathe in the character for it to ever settle in. Yeah, admittedly, you know, I'm not going to say everyone has to be Mark Hamill. Because there's only one Mark Hamill, and even Mark Hamill is getting a bit too old to be Mark Hamill. Yeah. Um, But... Was Troy Baker, like, not answering the phone that day? I mean, well, even then, like, Kevin Richardson, like, uh, has, has taken some some choices with them with Rastafari and Joker. Yeah. But, like, that's a more recognizable Joker now. But, like, the Batman came out forever ago. But, but like, also... John DiMaggio. Yeah, but, like, also, I was going to say the, the, the Rastafari and Joker from the Batman, you know, you see that character design, you know you got to go a different way with it. Yeah. Like, like the, the character design they used for this movie looked a lot more like the John DiMaggio version. That, that, that's from uh, Under the Red Hood. From Under the Red Hood and um, Death in the Family. Yeah. So, like, and John, he's also uh, popped up in, a, I think, a couple of other Jokers, but that specific design harkened the most the, the, to... The, 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 the big, wide-shoulder Joker, like, kind of constantly leaning forward. Yeah. Like, that bar the, the most head, from that. Head tilt. Which is, like, a much more, like, gritty... Like Joker, like he has a very, a very gravelly voice, and that's fine. The like, lines for his smile cut through the lines for his cheekbones. Yes. Um, uh, which version? Both. Well, uh, this one. Yeah. Injustice, uh, Joker. But um, but man, going with this just like outlandish, like I want to be a creepy clown. Joker doesn't want to be a creepy clown. Joker thinks he's funny. Yeah. This that's kind of the point. This Joker really wasn't. Yeah, like, the, the the point of the Joker is that he thinks what he's saying and what he's doing is funny. And it's, like, pretty much the only character trait that the Joker, like, really strongly has. That's the joke. Yeah. And uh, so it's always weird when a Joker cracks no jokes. They don't have to be funny jokes. They just have to be funny to the Joker. Well, I mean, they're, they're very much like, this, this is a mommy's first edgelord read of the Joker. Yes, like this is this is like when after uh, the Dark Knight came out and people were worried that all of these like incel you know kids would see this Joker and act like him. You mean this, the thing that happened? Yeah, the thing that happened. Uh, this is the this is the Joker that that is like that. Yes. Um, another performance like, you know, I have to call out. Uh, who did Superman? Uh, this Superman was uh, Justin Hartley. Okay. So, he did a fine performance of Superman. He had to cover a lot of fucking emotional ground as Superman. And his performance is okay. Like, as far as when it came to delivering lines. When he was in pain, he sounded like he was in pain. Like, like when, like when his heart was breaking, you could tell his heart was breaking. Yeah. All of that's fine. This man cannot sell a punch. Like, like, he, like he's the Hulk Hogan of selling punches. <laughs> <laughs> like... There's a, there's a part where um, he's fighting like in the in the final um, big clash where it's all the heroes versus one person, and I almost wanted Pat to rewind it because he just starts going uh oh uh uh oh, and it was just like I was having to bite my hand to not laugh. 
It was like someone came into the sound booth and started, started poking him in the side. Yeah. Um, while, like, he's supposed to be getting punched in the face. Um, like, and if there's a, Superman gets into a lot of scuffles and kerfuffles throughout this movie, and not once did I ever believe, like, when, like, he was supposed to be, when it, when it wasn't sound design, when it was just him being like, oh, ooh, oh. Yeah. Um, not once did I ever buy it. Okay, this is, this is a Superman who cannot grunt. No. Uh, see, um, so moving on from, from Superman and Bat, Superman and Joker. Yeah. Uh, Batman. Um, I, the, the problem with, with Batman performances is, is they're either, for me personally, they're either incredibly iconic or they're boring as fuck. And yeah. it all depends on how you're doing your line, uh, your line reads and how, how much gravitas is just in your voice naturally? Like, not everybody can be Kevin Conroy. I get that. But if your take on Batman is just, I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am speaking in a very serious, low voice. I am directing to you what my thoughts are. Robin, get in the fucking car. Let's go. I'm the goddamn Batman. If this is the tone that you use very consistently for your Batman, where everything is very clearly said, you have a boring Batman. Yeah. And this was a very boring Batman to me. Yeah, and there were a lot of, like, weird cho- choices, because, like, I'm I'm probably the biggest Batman fan on the block that we're recording this in. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, but I know Batman, he's not a robot. He can be personal, especially to his friends and family. And when he's in the cave, he can be a guy. Yeah. And like there, there are scenes. There are a lot of scenes here. Like the whole Injustice storyline is kind of a, is also about the falling out between Batman and Superman. Oh yeah, they are the couple breaking up in yeah, this movie. Yeah, that friendship cracking is like the big tragedy of the movie uh, of of the franchise. Yeah. So he can that there's there's a point in the in the movie and in the and in the comic uh, where they're having it out in the cave. They're arguing their points back and forth, and uh, and Clark Im- invokes Bruce's parents. Yes, Bruce punches you know uh, Clark in the jaw. That works out about as well for his hand as you can imagine. Yes, um, but that whole monologue, Bruce is like that whole back and forth in this movie. Bruce is just deadpan the whole time. Yeah, no cell. Like he's he's not gesturing. He's not raising his voice. Like. There are two moments in this movie specifically where Bruce's heart breaks. Yeah, and I didn't buy either one. Like there's a mo- there's a there's a moment where like the dialogue is really strong and it's you know, and it's mostly fall apart. I'm here to bring you. Uh, I'm here to keep you together. It's mostly the performance. I will say for the the art and the the art the camera shots they use the like everything you see does convey the emotion of the scene. Yes, like that. That Bruce expressed his face, especially once you got the cowl off. Like he was, he was, you know, breaking down and coming apart. The 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 actor Anson Mount did not sell it. No, he he still sounded like well, Batman doesn't Batman doesn't feel things. He he, he sounded he sounded like you know you know Batbot you know activating emotion protocol. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like 
I, I found the performance just be really boring. Yeah, and like a lot of these, like there's no actor in the cast that I can think of that's really known for their voice work. Um, at least not in any of the highlight roles. Uh-huh. Like uh, you know, Yuri Lowenthal does have a role in the movie. Oh, who is he? He's Mirror Master. Oh, yeah. The most most talented, probably the most talented voice actor on the cast is like no one in the movie. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he is Spider-Man, so you got to be kind of careful about who you cast him in DC. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, but I mean, he could have been Nightwing. That's fair. Uh, speaking of who was Nightwing? Uh, see, uh, Derek Phillips. All right. Uh, Nightwing is one of the characters. Uh, I'll actually give uh, both uh, uh, Robin and, uh, and Nightwing. Uh, I actually enjoyed most of their performances. Yeah. Um, because Nightwing goes through a weird transformation and if you're going to be Nightwing about it, you kind of have to have like a half disbelief, half this fuck, this shit's fucking wild. Like you got to go with the flow and his night, his, he very much sold the like, uh, dicks go with the flow nature as well as being the oldest of Bruce's sons and not being afraid to like, uh, come to Jesus a little bit at, at Bruce yeah. and uh, and put a little bass in his voice when he's like, hey, Bruce, you need to do this thing. Like, he was able to convey both of those things, and those are the two most important things to me for a Nightwing performance. Yeah. And uh, the actor who did Robin, like, has to go from being a very, very arrogant performance of Damien to a very... Humble. Humble performance of Damien. And uh, I think he got both of those very, very well done. And even like the uh, like, there's a large section of the movie where he's just kind of in like a complete, like uh, he's very conflicted, and uh, and he sold that really well. Um, Raish was boring. <laughs> Raish to me always needs to have a little bit of carnival salesman, like a little over like the top barker, like a little over the top barker. Like the the greatest Raishes in my mind are the ones that are declarative. I'm gonna need you to enunciate that better. <laughs> Declarative. No, not that part. Uh, the greatest races in my mind. Yeah, it sounded like you said the greatest races. <laughs> oh no, the, the greatest races. Um, like, I was like we we we're recording this in Alabama. Uh, I think we're home to the greatest races. Look, time. <laughs> look, man. I I I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want my racial ghouls to sound a little bit like Tom Ellis as Lucifer, just like that little bit of that detective. Not, you, not full on, uh, not, not full, full on. on camp, not full on camp, like, but definitely needs he needs to be so confident while at the same time, like you have to, like you have to know that while he's like, uh, while he's presenting himself as you know, um, knowing and uh, and and kind of like he has something to show you, know that he's working his own plan the entire time. Yeah, I, I do, I do agree. He sh- that this race lacked a lot of conventional race charm. Yeah. Um. Also, no Talia in this movie, no Ubu in this movie. Oh, there's a lot of characters that are notably missing yeah. that needed to be in this movie for the movie to make some sense. There, there's, we'll get into that when we talk about the plot, um, but the there's a distinct lack of certain characters that makes the movie just absolutely not make any sense to me. Yeah. Like, oh, this would have been solved if X was here, and X doesn't seem to exist here for some reason. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of, you know... There's a lot of weird choice, weird character decisions. We'll get into that when we get to plot. Yeah. Um, uh, Any other performances that like stand out to you though? 
none that stood out as good, <laughs> but none that stood out as like damnably bad. Not like the Joker. Yeah, like this. This movie and this story puts a lot of weight on characters being able to carry out a certain performance. Yeah, and a lot of you, a lot of them just let me down. Yeah, like it's it wasn't it wasn't that it was like bad. It was just disappointing. Like, yeah. Like, it, I will say they sounded like they were directed, so it has that over Bright Samurai Soul. Um, <laughs> um, Harley, uh, Harley, a good Harley toes the line between, like, gratingly annoying and whimsically fun. Like, uh, you have to toe that line, though. This Harley did not toe that line and became gratingly annoying to me much more often than she was whimsically fun. Yeah, like, she and I'm was, all about some whimsy. Like... Most this movie pulls mostly from Injustice Year One. I really hated Injustice Year One Harley. <laughs> um, like uh, and you know, then this this one I hated, but not for the reasons that you wanted me to hate her. Um, like she was just she like you said she was just gratingly annoying. Um, um well, like one of the things is is that she's supposed to have some type of relationship with um, Green Arrow. Um, well, Green Arrow and Black Canary. Yes. Who's all, who, Black Canary, who's not in this movie. Once again, that's just something we can get into in a little bit. Yeah. But, yes, uh, she is supposed to be, like, and that's supposed to kind of inform her uh, change of change of heart. Even beyond more than just uh, Superman killed the Joker, uh, it's supposed to be like, oh, being around them uh, serves as a positive influence on her. But Green Arrow is just her captor for this entire movie. Yeah. And... Um, and so later on, when things start to go south, like, and these relationships are supposed to be, like, put to the test, all of a sudden she's just, like, the biggest Green Arrow fan out of nowhere. I, and it just comes off as hollow. And then there's so the fact that, that, that literally, in this movie, she does not affect the plot. Uh, she gets Nightwing killed. I mean, but that's not... That fight only started because she released all the prisoners. But it still could have it still could have um, escalated even without her there though. Like, well, yeah, but, you, but if, if you were like if I was writing that scene, there's a million other ways oh, that the, the prisoners could have gotten the, let out. The powder keg was there, and yeah. it was the powder keg was in the middle of a, of a burning house. Yeah, but but that is the particular spark that got thrown. Yeah, um, I don't know. That's this. That's not a good enough reason for her to to exist. Was for. Her to be the one to do that one thing, especially when you already had man who is computer who has a virus in him. Yeah. Like, you know, things could have happened. Uh, several people are very te- technologically savvy. Something could have just bugged and the jail cells open up. Yeah. They could have just opened up from like they got into half of a tussle. Um. Also, uh, well, no, since we're, we're starting to critique, you know, story uh, writing. Well, I was gonna say like because uh, I can't think of any other performance that matters. So I mean, uh, going Wonder, into, so, Wonder Woman, Wonder Lo- Woman, Laura Bailey's Wonder Woman, they, uh, who, whose character they ch- have changed substantially from uh, Injustice. I mean, fair if you want to talk voice actors, Laura Bailey is a fucking voice actress. Yeah, but but she's given like nothing. She's given nothing to do. Like her lines might uh, are all boiled down to Clark is doing the right thing, yeah. and that's it. But the the injust injustice wonder wonder woman or as uh, or as uh, deathstroke calls her superman's rebound girl um 
she is most of the reason that Superman goes as bad as he does. Yeah, she's his Lady Macbeth. Yeah. Um, you know, Superman was, yeah, he kills Joker. He probably wouldn't have escalated much further than that if it wasn't for her egging him on. Yeah. This one, they chose to backslide on that in a very weird way to just make Superman more evil. Yeah, and let, like, not have her have much of the blame for some reason. Like, it's an alternate universe. Like, we, we all get these aren't, like, the the gold standard of these characters. So if one of them is acting in a strange way, just let them act in that strange way. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the point of doing these alternate takes anyway. I mean, the the idea should be, uh, for anyone who's listening, and um, I think I've pitched maybe doing an alternate, like, uh, doing different takes on Superman episode before. I think we talked about it one time. We yeah, that, it. I think it was a, it's, it's on the board. But, um... But the, one of the things about Superman's character is the Injustice Superman should not happen. That's not really in Clark's character. But this is just a what if. Yeah. So, like, what happens here really shouldn't happen. Like, if you take Superman and kill Lois Lane, it shouldn't uh, It shouldn't be like, oh, this is the way he'll always go. This should be the one in a billion times that this happens like this. Well, the thing is, like, the, there's... there's, there's after inju- during the injustice period and even like up to now with like Om- with like injustice it not just invincible and omni man and stuff there's kind of like this fascination of, of, of evil, an super- evil superman uh, that's why I wanted to do an episode yeah. about it one like, time like Mar- marvel's chocked full of them yeah um well of course they're going to demonize the the biggest hero of their competitor yeah yeah it's, it's, <laughs> that know, just makes sense hate, hate is going to hate um but but yeah so like this, this so you can allow characterizations so writing, one of the first things that we got to get off our chest is so if you're going to do a movie in this in a universe like this, like certain characters are defined by the characters around them. You know, no, like I'm I'm the Marvel fanboy to everybody's DC fanboy here, and um, and while I can admit that one of the things that I like about uh, the Marvel characters that I like is the thing they definitely stole from DC, which is families, because I because Spider Man has a spider family. They yeah. don't call them that, but there's a spider family. But they call them the Bat family, the Flash family. Yep. Like, all of those are families in D.C. And like, so, even, even the teams, like, the, those these teams do care about each other. Yes. It's, you know, unlike, you know, cer- certain Avengers are friends, but a lot of them are just kind of, you know, punch in and punch out. Right. Like, it's their job. Um, but, so D.C., when you have, like, okay, here's the Bat family... Uh, and it's just Dick and um, Damien. Okay, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. And the, then Huntress shows up in the like out of fucking nowhere near uh, like two thirds in. Well, I mean, she's oh, Hunt- and has she's, no lines. No, she's on the watchtower. Like, yeah, she has no lines in this movie, um, which is strange. Yeah, uh, the in the Injustice comic in year one, she's in year one. She she uh, she does she does she doesn't make it to the comic. Yeah. Um, her and uh, Batwoman are part of Bruce's I split off from the Justice League team. Yeah, but the only people that split off with them in the movie are Damien and Dick. Yeah. And uh, that becomes very strange when all of a sudden she just shows up later on. Yeah. Part of Team Batman. Um, I mean, near as I can tell, she just was brought in for fan service. There were no other flashes at all. Yeah. Um, that's... Okay, so what... <sighs> One of the, the, the biggest issues I have, I'll, I'll go ahead and, because it, it kind of ties in. So part of the, the reason why the family dynamic missing hurts so much is that, to me, the biggest flaw in this movie 
is it lacks heart. And it's a movie that's all about you understanding why these people are doing what they're doing because they're in pain. So if these people are in great emotional pain and they're lashing out, if they have no, if the, if the story itself has no heart to it, how do you sympathize with these people? Because the first, because uh, Lois isn't the first person that dies. Barry is. No, Jimmy. Jimmy. Okay, I'll give you that. Jimmy dies before Barry. Yep. And there is no reaction to it. Superman does not care that Jimmy died. He only cares that Lois died. Yeah. And you could say, well, Lois is the priority because, you know, like, he's freaking out and trying to find her, like, after Jimmy dies. But it's like, okay, but you don't even mention that Jimmy died when you when you run in to talk to people. Yeah. It wasn't like, he's killed Jimmy. I know he's up to something. It's just, oh, it's just, it's just he's forgotten about then Barry dies like a couple of minutes later, and he's never even mentioned again. There are parts in this movie where massive fights happen out, uh, happen, and people die, and they're not mentioned or even grieved. Like they die, and no one reacts to it at all. Like so callously, it makes me think that these people don't know each other. Yeah. Um, like like. I- it does comic people, yeah. People die left and right because you know we've got to we've got to condense the DC universe into the cast of a fighting game. Yes, like it, even when Superman is or, or or the the regime is killing people, if it's people that they worked with before, they pause. Like Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman kills Huntress. It was very visibly an accident, and it's it ends the fight there. Like they they, they like Superman's like, hey, I'm. Sorry, go grieve, and we'll have this out later. Uh, uh, Hawkman dies uh, in the finale, and, one and of those, nobody even says anything. Yeah, one of the most barbaric deaths in the damn movie is committed onto Hawkman. Uh, I don't know who Hawkman cut off in traffic at DC, <laughs> uh, but they took that shit personally. Yeah, like, no one's even, not one person calls out for him or shows it. They're just like, okay, well, uh, he served as a good enough distraction, I guess. I mean, very few of them even refer to the, like, super teams, like, you know, Justice League, Avengers. Yeah, you have your nom de guerres that the public knows you by. Your peers probably just call you by your name. Yeah, usually they do. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Nightwing doesn't call Cyborg Cyborg. He calls him, calls him Vic. Yeah. Uh, no one yelled out for Carter, you know, when he was bludgeoned <laughs> to death. You know, uh, Carter Carter Hall is Hawkman. Yeah. Um, um, so because you have things like that, that um, that 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 deepens the fact. That it's like, okay, if what separates this from just being a slasher flick? Yeah. Because they have superpowers. Jason has superpowers. Michael Myers has superpowers. Freddy has superpowers. Like, if we're just here to watch these people die and not feel anything about it, like. Hell, even slasher flicks make you like the characters before you kill them. Uh, Hawkman had no lines. Uh, Huntress has no lines. Several of these characters have no lines before they just get ceremony. And if if you're like, well, people know them because they have their, their iconic identities and blah, blah, blah. So everyone knows these heroes. It's like, well, yes, but we but, don't know them in this world. Yeah, but it still falls on the movie to carry the weight of a movie. Yeah. Like, like... We don't know if Black Canary existed in this universe. And what does that mean for fucking Ollie? Like, 
sure, that's not in the purview of the movie, but it's definitely in a purview of like, hey, if you're going to have all uh, Ollie be one of the main characters, like, that's an important thing for him. Like, a line of just like, oh, Diana went out of blah, 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 and, and she's just gone now. Because also, I mean, you're, you're having her there to give Harley that arc of, you know, villain to hero. Most of that was from her her conversation with Dinah. Yeah. You know, like, so if you're going to have one and not the other, put Black Canary in there. You can still have all of the same scenes. Um, well, except for one pretty big one that happens in the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but you can still have most of the same scenes and just say, oh, I'm just using one of, one of Ollie's hideouts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, so the, and the plot just has innumerable plot holes. Like, like it's it's like what people say about uh, oh god, what was the, what was the name of the guy who directed Watchmen? Oh, uh, Zack Snyder. Yeah, it's what people say about Snyder films. You went for a lot of the visuals without a lot of the context that gave the vi- those visuals weight. Yeah, um, like there there are multiple parts of the movie. I only like voiced a couple just because like they they I I couldn't contain them, like. There's a bit where um, they break out Mr. Terrific, and uh, and Plastic Man's like, "Oh, that's a neat tattoo," and he's like, "This isn't a tattoo." And it turns out to be this big piece of technology. How did Victor Stone not know that was a piece of technology? Yeah, because this is very clearly, you know, a Victor a, a Victor Stone that was, you know, mother box made. Yeah, because he's shooting out red laser. He ain't, he doesn't have his sonic cannon. Yeah. So, how did he not notice that? Like why wouldn't it, why wouldn't that have been scanned for? If you know that this man is his one thing is, is technology is technology and being a super genius, how would that like? And also, just as an aside, I mean superheroes lose their shirts a lot. Y'all should have known if that was a tattoo or not. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I don't I don't know how often Victor's uh, strolling through the locker rooms on the Watchtower. So I can I can oh, believe he might not look know. like in in prisons they gotta take showers and you have to watch them while they take showers yeah otherwise people get stabbed and so Miss Terrific has to take showers they have to know what's on what what's on him I mean the I I very much believe the staff probably knows but I I don't think Victor's probably I don't, I can believe Victor's not watching the showers that's fine but like. Like, I mean, even if he came in with that tattoo, it's like, well, hey, when, like, I've known you for years. I forgot my, uh, Terrific's name. Uh, um, this is, uh, Michael Holt. Okay. Yeah. It's like, Mike, I've known you for years. When'd you get that tattoo? <laughs> uh, cause a big fucking block ass T on your chest? Uh, that's gonna leave some redness. <laughs> Let me tell you. Cause also, you know, uh, Holt, you, that's, that's doing nothing for your secret identity. <laughs> Uh, you know, you you bring some girl back to the back back to the back to the house, and you got a giant fucking T that looks exactly like the T on Mister Terrific's face. Oh, you just tell her that you're a Teen Titan. <laughs> <laughs> tell her you're cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> Let Vic get vicariously laid. I don't. Oh God. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Th- I don't want to think anymore about how 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 uh, other black superheroes are ruining Victor's reputation <laughs> without his knowledge. <laughs> They're just calling themselves Cyborg to get hoes. I mean, no offense. He's the most famous one. 
Especially in that universe. You can't fucking miss him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only black man in the seven, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of my issue. Do you have anything else you want to say about the plot itself? Uh, the plot itself. Like I said, there's... It's an adaptation, so obviously you're you're expecting some changes. But there are a lot of changes that make scenes play out very differently. Yeah. Like, um... Nightwing's death. Nightwing's death, for one. Uh, Nightwing's death is... Mo- enough of it is similar that I what that that wasn't going to be the one that I kick and scream on. Ryan might have more to say about it because Nightwing is his favorite DC hero. Well, like because it happens kind of the same, but in one he falls down a cliff, and the other he's just insta dead. Um, he doesn't fall down a cliff. He falls and hits his head on a rock. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, it, it's still a, it's a very different thing of like Damien's strength. Yeah. About, like, how it kills him. Because otherwise, just, like, the knock to the temple just put him out for good. Yeah. Um, like, in the in the normal story, uh, Damien throws a, throws a stick at Nightwing because that's what he does when he can't make points with his words. Yes. Uh, and Nightwing always catches it. I mean, um, he's Bruce's son. It, it, it tracks that um, word saying ain't his forte. I mean, I mean... Especially when it comes to expressing himself... Um, uh, healthily, emotionally. I mean, when Bruce couldn't express himself with words, he punched Superman in the jaw. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, normally Dick always catches it because, of course, he would. Yeah. Uh, this one, he was enough distracted in that moment because they were kind of in the middle of a super fight. It hits him in the temple, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then he, in the comic, he falls, like, the hit knocked him out. So he fell and he hit the back of his head on a on a pointy piece of rock and dies. Yeah. Uh, and this one, the hit killed him. Yeah. Uh, it makes it more directly Damien's fault. It also makes it so everyone saw this happen, and that's just kind of straight up a murder. His intention, his intention, even if it was Nightwing catch it, it it's manslaughter at the very least. Yeah. And Superman's just like, well, when the boy commits uh, commits a murder, that's a okay because he's on my side. Yeah, I mean, it, admittedly, it's, it could. It's a lot different when it's someone you know. I guess, uh, the, but I mean, he was already willing to take all these people prisoner anyway. Yeah, so um, that that's why it just it just rubbed me wrong. Um, I mean, I mean that being said, Clark Clark is catching bodies for a lot less. Yeah, though. Um, but uh. So one of the things I want to talk about is the art. Oh, and and one other. Oh. There's a there's a notif- noticeable change of removing the super drug from the plot. Yes. Um, in the game they in the plot of the game they introduced this pill called five U ninety three R. If you know if you if you write that out you'll notice it spells super elite. Um, but you take it and it gives you power. I was wondering how you knew that off the top of your head, but yeah, now that tracks. Yeah. Um, but the uh, what the drug does is it, it gives you strength and enhanced strength and durability, commiserate to a Kryptonian esque character. Yeah, uh, it's done in the plot so that when you're in the game, when Superman's uh, special move knocks you through the atmosphere and your opponent is Batman, you can you have you it it you keep the willing suspicion of disbelief that Bruce Wayne isn't a blood smear. Yes. Uh, I did not keep that when um, Superman is killing Lois Lane, 
and he uh, slams her body through a metal submarine. And yeah, her she body was, her just, body was way too identifiable when by the time she finally does die. Yeah, I was like, um, how was she not burned to a crisp in the atmosphere? Like on top of all the other ways that like he should have just killed her from. I mean, how did the he? How did, how did she not go splat when he when she hit the hit the wall of the sub? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it just. Oh well, um, uh, like there's but, a lot. There's a lot of other but, like little little tiny plot points where it's like how this like. But the the, re- the reason I the reason I mentioned this is uh, in the Force of Solitude. There's a big noticeable death, uh, uh, Oliver Queen. Yes. Uh, in the comics, the way this happens is they're raiding the Force of Solitude for something, and they find the the Kents, Ma and Pa Kent. Yeah. Uh, and Bruce sees, oh shit, his parents are here. We gotta go. If he thinks even for half a second that we're here to hurt his hurt his parents, we're all dead. Um, and. This one, they find Pa Kent. Ma Kent has already died. It implies. Yeah. It doesn't really say, but yeah. But it, but he calls for the same retreat, and while they're fighting, uh, an a, a arrow gets deflected into Pa Kent's chest, uh, and Superman reflexively kills Ollie. Uh, in the comics, it's a bit different. Everyone gets out except Ollie, and so Ma and Pa Kent watch uh, Superman beat Ollie to death uh, you know with his bare hands and it takes a while because Ollie's got the super drug yeah so you know it's it's like a full page spread point of view from Ollie's perspective you just seeing a raging Superman's face and blood splattering uh, those one of those images that kind of sticks with you yeah um, but like this one just makes it very different Takes the heart out of yeah, it. Yeah, it takes the heart out of it. Like you know, I understand maybe you don't want to introduce the super drug plot element because God knows your your writing team is struggling enough to carry the story as is. But, but it also has them casually kill Green Arrow, and then after Green Arrow is dead, Paul can't be like, "You have to forgive them." Yeah, and it's like, well, that doesn't really hold any weight <laughs> anymore. It's like you he's know, already he's, killed a man. Yeah, he, already, right here he, he already killed your murderer in wrath. Yeah. Like, doesn't hold. Yeah. Um, like I said, there's a lot of other, like, little nitpicky plot points where it's like, okay, well, we exist in the DC universe. Why isn't this this? Why isn't that this? Why isn't, like, this person should be able to do this. And some of it just comes from, like, well, the magic heroes have all, have all decided that they don't want any part of this. So Shazam just apparently fucks off and doesn't care about the world anymore um, after everything starts to go to hell. Which, like, you know, I, don't, I, I just, I don't buy that from 10-year-old Billy, Billy Batson, who's yeah. just, you know, idealistic and wants the best for everybody. Like, like it's, that, it, that, that's why when, that's why when Injustice, when Superman just turns and laser visions through Shazam's head, it, it hits you. Yeah. It's like, oh, Clark just murdered a 15-year-old boy. Yeah, so, um, and that's like a, a big, like even beyond that, it's just like, oh, well, Shazam is also like on his level, typically. Yeah. So it's like, oh, wow, that's uh, one of the one of the biggest gu- guns to stop him is just gone now. Uh, same like same with uh, all the lanterns, like they like they mentioned like all the lanterns got called back to Oa. Uh, that that's why they're not more active in the movie. Yeah. Um. So like I Which, mean, like I, uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to run over you. No, go it's, ahead. It seems to only be there because uh, the 
Lantern, Lantern, and Magic were both different years of the Injustice comic. Yes, uh, and that seems to be the reason that they were pulled out of the plot. But you're not trying to make a movie series here. Yeah, like you knew you were only going to get this movie. That's why you pulled the ending of the game in. Yeah. Um. So. But you know your your point. Um. I have some more to say when we when we uh, when we deep dive. Yeah. Uh, although I'm, I'm starting to feel like we don't even really need one if we just kind of keep going the way we're going. Uh, <laughs> uh, we can kind of we'll be able, it'll be a very it'll brief, be, yeah it'll, it'll be, be a, a quick one. quick run through. Yeah. Um, uh, but I have a couple more points to say on, on some like especially the ending, especially the last the 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 last act of the movie. There's a lot where I'm just like that. Is, none of this makes any sense. Yeah. Like this goes against how you've already established this universe. But I'll get that. So I want to talk about the character designs. Oh my god, the the lines on these people. Like this might be one of the ugliest DC uh movies. This is like the the only one I can think of that is the Batman Superman um These movies. people were lined in Sharpie. Yeah. And like the extra thick Sharpies, they're like the size of like, you know, this the length of your hand. That's what they lined everybody with. Like I mentioned this to Pat during the movie cuz I just couldn't not point it out, but the everyone's knuckles are Hideous. <laughs> Everyone's knuckles have these heavy shadows on them, and the shadows are always on the knuckle, regardless of where the light is coming from in the scene. Yes. Uh, but it looks like everyone has black brass knuckles. Yes. Um, it is distracting. Even Paul Kent has them as he's dying. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, a lot of the character designs, and I can't speak to the comic particularly, but I can say that. Um, Nightwing in particular had one of the ugliest designs for a character I've ever seen with his big, weird, round shoulder pads. Yeah. The, the, it looked like he had little mini shields on his shoulders. His that was It was close to his design in the first Injustice game, which is just a not good Nightwing design. Yeah. Um, his his Deadwing design is a little bit better. His Deadwing design was a fine. Yeah. I, it yeah. was it, it looked like um, it, it looked Dead like, Man. Yeah, it looked like uh, it looked like a mix of his red and bl- his red and black New Fifty Two design mixed with Dead Man, with a little bit of disco in there. Yeah, there there, there was he had little, some pop collar, baby. Yeah, there were there was some disco wing in there. I think that's because the the, the Dead the, the Dead Man the Dead Man design is a is a pop collar design. But I also think that like it helps that that you know that disco wing is a thing because even like even when he when he gets the Dead Man design, he's just like, oh, I've worn weirder than this. Yeah, and it felt immediately like I was like, oh, he's talking about disco wing. <laughs> um, like Clark. I mean, at this point, I've gotten used to visually seeing the um. The no underwear on the outside, but um, at a point you do see um, uh, red underoos. Yeah. And uh, when Pat pointed out, I was like, "Oh, I'm actually oddly comforted by it." Yeah, it's like coming back home. Yeah. Um, the 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 there there because there there's a the ending is a Superman fighting another Superman. Uh, we do get to see two Superman designs. Uh, I much prefer the second one. Yeah, I do too. Um, there. All of the Injustice designs have, like, these, like, raised bits on them to make them, like, armor. And there's just, there's a bit too much of that raised crest on the S-Shield of that Superman for me. Um, also, like, it attaches to the cape in a weird way. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm not a fan of, like, really any of the designs. Uh, yeah. Batman looked um, overly, he was probably way too fine. armored. He's he way would too look armored. fine in a comic. 
Like, in a comic where you can properly detail and properly shade every frame that he's in, he would look probably pretty great. That Batman's wearing hockey pads. But in the movie, where you have to kind of simplify your designs for the sake of animation, um, especially if you're not just hand animating every frame to make him look like as spectacular as possible, yeah, he looks goofy. Also, and he, their muscles. Yeah. Also, like these people are built are made of rectangles. Yeah. Um. Everyone. Everyone's musculature is weird and bad, and I hate it. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I, and I think I think even you mentioned like with this this Batman. This has got to be the ugliest Batman I've ever seen. Yes. Um, when you see him, he has like a um, Marlon Brando as the Godfather slash Josh Brolin, like puffied out cheeks and um, bottom lip, where I was like, I was like, no way that is billionaire philanthropist and playboy Bruce Wayne. That dude is going to be ugly as fuck when you take that mask off. And when he takes the mask off, he is not a pretty man. No. I'm like, oh, like Solomon Grundy has less character on his face. <laughs> God damn. Like, I didn't mean to be harsh here, but I'm going to be. And, um, like, I'm, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, you know, uh, Batman is perfect. And every moment and every bit of him is perfect. But, like, he has to be able to, to be billionaire philanthropist Bruce Wayne in public and not have, like, the most identifiable face. Like... Like I, if one of the if one of the Hollywood Chris's was running around as a superhero, and all you were seeing was with their jaw, probably couldn't tell you. I probably couldn't tell you which one it was. Yeah, because they're just handsome white boys. I, but if you got if your if your face is that distinct, no, no, I'm sorry, you got you got to go full you got to go full cow. Yeah, you got <laughs> you got you got to go full Batman Beyond. <laughs> yeah, it just it don't work, buddy. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, this Batman should have had cauliflower ears. <laughs> yes, like the the man, the man is not is not wrong. He's out he's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> uh, see, outside of that, um, the character designs they were consi- more or less consistent with what the characters are supposed to be. Yeah, um, I do. I wish I wish they could have took a little bit more liberties with Wonder Woman's design, but it's very much it's very much her Injustice One design. Well, here's the thing though, like so Injustice, like I, I like Nether Realms. Uh, I like I, I like the Mortal Kombat games, but those characters are also very over designed. But they kind of do it on purpose because they're having to distinguish between seven different ninjas that before were all were just colored alts. And yep. now they're like, okay, well, now we, we want the, the Shirai Riku and, and blah, 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 blah. We want them to all have, like, distinctive crest work and all that. And, and so it's, different silhouettes. Yeah, so that so that when you see them, it's like, okay, well, you know, he has katanas. But that This this ninja culture doesn't use, though. They use this. These ones are more uh, are more technologically advanced, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, NetherRealm for like, the last, like, ten years has been real big on these over-designs. And they work... For the video games, they also like work to push the processing of the of the of the systems. And considering they've been doing these injustice style like long cutscene things, where like the last few Mortal Kombat's have essentially just been movies, movies. with some like with a couple of like you get to play some fights out. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy them. Yeah, I enjoy the shit out of them. Um, I don't play them. I watch Ryan play them, and I just get to. It's for me, it's like getting to sit down and watch a movie. Yeah. Um, that's just like way overdone and way over the top, and that's fine. It, they're just turn your brain off, silly good times. Like it's, it's, it's like Michael Bayification of a it's video like if game. You, it's like if you gave the filmmakers who made the raid like the budget of a Marvel movie. Yeah, 
totally good with it. But when you take those over designs for a video game where you can go, where your, your imagination is literally the limit. You don't have to work. Because those, those, those designs wouldn't work in live action. No. They work in the media in the video game medium because you can kind of do whatever you want with and because you can, you light and shade everything as much as you want, all the details pop all the time. Yeah. Versus like when you're in live action, it would just become muddied because there's just they're just over designed. And when you try to pull that into the animation, which has to be the lowest common denominator, the simplest designs always the work are gonna work the best. Because that's, that's, they have to have fluidity of motion. That's the reason those like you know those Bruce Tim designs are so iconic. Yeah, like, they work in, in in motion, and these designs mostly just don't. Like right. the the women kind of get the better the better job of it. Oh, Wonder, just be- Wonder Woman's is has Wonder Woman's is real bad. What uh, what I was just saying, but in general, like the the women, because yeah. the gym, the women tend to be like the the less designed, less because armored, because they yeah. show a little bit more skin, yeah. so. Um, so like the, the bad blocky armor and stuff like that doesn't look as terrible on them. Yeah. Like, like Raven looked like a monster though. <laughs> yeah. Raven, Raven came out of my nightmares in this, in this to have, once again, no dialogue really to speak of and to be used essentially as a plot point yeah. and then disappear forever. Despite the fact that she could have turned some, she could have turned some battles. Especially like, you know, in, I mean, by the, in the, in, in Justice 1, Raven gives herself over to Trigon. Like, she is... Her skin turns red. Like, she is full-on bought into Trigon. Uh, Trigon would have had some shit to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just... I, we had to talk about this fucking character designs. It's, it's too important. Wonder Woman's um, breastplate look makes it look like she's padding her bra. Um, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, so, uh... Uh, seeing as as we're we're, we're still kind of uh, in the both of the animation for the movie, um, the animation looks mostly okay. Um, there are some there are some moments where people fly through the air and stuff like that where it looks kind of bad. Um, the I don't know I can't think of a really good example of this ever being done really and truly perfectly right. But I will say that this is the movie that where I thought the least of um, Heat Vision. Heat vision is a tricky thing to pull off. Yeah. Because like Because you're drawing something that doesn't exist. Not just that. It's it's how it affects things. Yeah. And um because heat vision kind of is kind of plot vision. It kind of does whatever it needs to be. Specifically Superman's heat vision. Um yes. Oh oh uh, and Amazos. Yeah. But it's like, well, what does it do? Does it does it push? Does it does it propel does it push against something? Does it have mass? Um, or does it just melt? Is it just hot? Um, and it's just like focused lines of laser beams. Like, and it's hard to figure out what they do because they're inconsistent. Well, it's even in the comics is inconsistent. And most of the way that, that they try and get around it is by saying it, it acts differently based on how Superman is focusing his vision at the time. Okay. Um, that's fine. I'm not saying that's a. I'm not saying it's legit, but I'm just saying that's the excuse they use. But I'm just saying, like in this movie, like he hit, he hit, especially like during the, the final fight. It's like, what? How good is Heat Vision? Because like he gets used on a lot of things, and it doesn't seem to matter for most things. Yeah. Like, like at first I thought it was melting Wonder Woman's shield for a minute there, and then it kind of like when like when, when it that, that sequence finally ends. Her shield looks a little melty on the front, but otherwise it's still fine. It never showcased it melting. 
it, it, sh- it showed bits of it breaking off. Yeah. Like, which is more something I'm used to seeing from, like, Omega Beams or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, it, it, it didn't seem like it was hot. Um, but it definitely was pushing against her. Yeah, it was definitely pushing against her. And it was her. pushing against her with a force that, like, she all, she could barely overcome. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's a thing that, that, that happens in the animation where it's, like, especially because it gets used so much in the last act. Like, both both Supermans constantly heat visioning each other. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to really have an effect on them. Well, they're both invulnerable. Like, the, this, that's the, that's the, you want to see something really stupid? Go to read any comic where two Kryptonian powered enemies fight each other, and it looks dumb. <laughs> uh, it is two people flying at each other. Maybe they're punching. Maybe they're not. Sometimes they're just pushing against each other while shooting heat vision that is doing nothing. It's not even damaging their clothes. Yeah. Like, it, like what? Like the it was it was a uh, 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 Sinestro Corps strikes. Back or whatever the fuck it was called, the, the Sinestro Corps War. Sinestro Corps, that was it. Um, like one of the big fights is like a a Kryptonian uh, style, a Kryptonian Lantern versus Superman, Superboy Prime, and the whole fight is just them pushing against each other, shooting laser beams, not using the rings at all, just <laughs> laser beaming against each other, and it doing absolutely dick. <laughs> Speaking right. of, that's another plot plot hole that I, I felt was in the movie is that. Is Dick, um, and his dead man and his dead wing powers about how he uses them twice and both for very. It seems like another thing could have happened there, particularly, particularly when Damien fights Raish. But we'll get to that because why not? Why not take over Raish? Yeah, it seemed like it would. It would. It would have solved a lot of things. Yes. Um. But, uh, cause like, also, I've never, cause it, it's, it's Dead Man's Possession. I've never seen anybody will say about a Dead Man's Possession. Yeah. So, oh, except for, uh, uh, Constantine. Yeah, but like, uh, it, I can believe that Constantine has, you know, wards and protections around his mind that Rachel Ghoul probably wouldn't. Oh, no. Um, uh, Dead Man just, like, went in there once and then couldn't stand it. Like, I can it, also it, it has that. no, it had literally was not a magic ward thing. It was just like a Dead Man's, like, oh, that's not the place for me. <laughs> Well, that makes sense. John John is gross. <laughs> John has seen some shit. Well, it's like a lot of the demonic shit and stuff like that. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> even the demons will talk about it like, oh, your soul is rancid as shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, uh, the animation, I don't know. Like, I had no... Nothing Nothing was breathtaking. Yeah, I had, I had no huge critiques about it. Like, it's it doesn't, it doesn't help that I... Uh, the the night before we watched this, I I saw the uh, the newest uh, uh, My Hero Academia movie, which had like goddamn amazing animation. Uh, <laughs> this is just it just feels way too pedestrian. Yeah, this is kind of standard fare. Like I said, like you can definitely tell when they're cutting when they're cutting corners on stuff. Because um, uh, especially for a movie where there's a lot of people just stand around and talk a lot. Um, and like you said, even then, like they kind of just stand there and talk. There's very little like motioning or things like that. Like people don't really ge- uh, gesticulate or gesture with their hands. Or, yeah. Uh, it's, it's just... I mean, it's, it's Superman. It's, it's, it's superheroes, folks. This is this is soap opera for boys. Yeah. Like be as dramatic as you need to be. Uh, there is one exception, 
Um, I love Plastic Man in the movie. Plastic Man's... Uh, um, like, all the emotion was put into Plastic Man. Um, but also, like, all the animation. Yeah, all the animation. Like, he looks smooth in like, the movie. He actually, he feels like he is in it. He is from a different universe. Yeah. Like, like you, like, you remember how, like, in uh, End of the Spider-Verse, Spider-Ham looked differently than everything <laughs> yes. else in the, in the world? Plastic Man was like that here. Yes. Like, uh, he's brighter than everybody else is. Yeah. Like, he's more animated. Like, the way that his animation is done looks better than everybody else's. Um... Uh, why do you put why 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 put gigantic pectorals on Amazo and then give him like nipple buttons? Well, they were like they were glowing green. I assume they were filled with kryptonite, but they weren't. They weren't. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Plastic Man actually looked really good. Like the scenes with him actually, like, uh, because that's animation. That's fucking. That's you. You can't do that in that, real life. Like that actually. That looked like. Not only the animation, they look like Warner Brothers animation. Yeah. Um, so like that—that's kind of my, my big exception to the animation is like when he when, when they were using Plastic Man and they use them very sparingly. Like he, they literally pull them out of uh, out of their ass like the last thirty minutes of the movie just to be like, oh, we needed him. <laughs> We've written ourselves into some corners here. Yeah. Like they're they're, they're... especially for a caterer who had so much like like in a weird way like he was the best example of like he was truly the foil to Superman because like he was the best example of why Superman's plotting is wrong. Yeah. Because he, as he says, he was like oh guys, I needed a second, third, and fourth chance before I could turn my life around. And uh, and he was like, and because I was able to get that, I can stand here with you guys today. And then they just kind of gloss over that. It was like, oh, we wouldn't kill you, Eel. <laughs> <laughs> Having that name is pun- more punishment than any any we could give you. Um, uh, the mu- the the sound effects are are great. I will say that 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 is one thing that's in this movie that's really good. The sound effects are actually really really strongly done. Um, they have to be because when fucking superheroes like smack each other around, if it don't feel powerful, you've lost everything. Like it it it. I mean, I, but I mean, to be fair, they know how to. Make they know superhero. how to make that sound by yeah. now. Like, like if it's they, not. It doesn't stand out. Like, if you think about it, like if I'm being really honest, they don't stand out from other superhero, like other DC animated fare, because like Superman kind of has an iconic crack whip sound when he punches. Yeah, it shouldn't um, sound like a meaty thud. No, um, I don't. Know, but saying crack whip makes me once again go like, what the fuck is was Catwoman swinging around on while Batman's grapple hooking? Because she just kind of whips into the air like she's Spider-Man, but that's what that's that's too nitty gritty, too picky. Um, it just sticks out. I mean, there's when you see it. there's so much. There's I was I was raised on Spider-Man the animated series, so I've learned <laughs> not to question what that's connecting to. <laughs> but but it's a whip, and she did it to the sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're not wrong. I mean, when Batman does it with a grappling hook, and you hear it go. Where it's like, oh, it's going meters and dozens of, like, hundreds of feet out before it's connected to something. You're like, okay, I got you. Cool. And then she's just like, whoosh. And you're like, what? It's, it's one of those things I just learned not to question, like like the helicopter sabers. <laughs> like, you just, I, I, I stopped fighting them at some point. Um, I guess there's just a bunch of flying gargoyles or something. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just helping a bitch out. Just whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Um... 
It's like it's, it's like it's like the it's like the piece of kryptonite that's like just laying down in Superman's brain. He'll poop that out. <laughs> so, because Pat said this, that is another giant plot hole. At one point in the movie, uh, the Atom is in Superman's brain with a shard of kryptonite, and he's holding it separate so it doesn't kill him. And then, like Rage gives him a uh, a thing to uh, to add to basically radioactively melt. Uh, the atom, and you know, he drops the shard of super, uh, kryptonite still inside Superman's brain, and all of a sudden the kryptonite has no effect on him any longer because a dude's not holding it anymore. Well, like everything else, green in the DC universe is will based. So, yeah, yeah. But for the music itself, I was gonna say that, like, for I, 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 as for someone who's been training themselves to listen to the soundtrack, I don't remember there being a soundtrack to this movie. Neither do I. Like, I don't remember at all. I don't remember like any music really. Which I guess means it was doing its job, or uh, see, or, or was completely absent. Like, I was just saying, like, I actually don't think that the soundtrack's doing its job, because the soundtrack should be enhancing the movie. Oh, there, there, well, there is a credit for music by, so... Okay. Uh, but I just don't remember it. Like, I don't remember any, like, swelling, emo- like, emotional scene. But to be fair, the movie doesn't breathe that way. They, they never let you sit on a, mo- a moment for too long. No. Like, doesn't matter who dies, doesn't matter what, what the moment is, they're, they're, the music doesn't begin to swell to put, pull you into the moment. It's just like, uh, they're like, no, and the next scene starts. <laughs> like, they, they had a lot of ground to cover and they had to get it real fast. Like, uh, we were in the last, like, 20 minutes, and there were so many plot, hole, like, plot holes and plot points to, to try to get through. I turned to Pat, and I was just like, how long could this movie possibly be? Because we got a lot of ground to cover still. Yeah. And then it, it was just kind of like, oh, that's because they literally just put all the uh, all of the ending into like one section, and then just like quickly wrap the movie up as fast as possible. Like, like there there is a lot of unresolved issues. Like, you know, all the magic heroes, all of the lanterns, uh, Atlantis was never addressed. Yeah. Um. I mean, this world's fucked. You know, uh, the uh, the Olympian gods never got involved. Uh, once again, th- that world is just fucked. Um, but yeah. Uh, so a- anything else? Because uh, the the movie is aptly directed in that it looks like the comic most of the time. Like yeah. a lot, a lot of the frames look like like frames I'd seen from the comic. Um, and that's kind of what they're going for. They were they were going for that. Yeah, the, that they, Zack they, they were they want to evoke the comic in your mind or the or the the game in your mind. Yeah, so it, it, they were pulling from those directions pretty often. Um, but that's kind of all you can say about it because getting to those points is often kind of boring. Yeah. Um, because, like, while there, there's definitely a lot you can say about like. Um, you know, safety versus freedom, blah, blah, blah. Like, at what point does protecting people just dip into fascism? At what point does choice matter more? And the movie makes no fucking stance about it. Yeah, I mean, the, they had to cover a lot in 78 minutes. Yeah. Like, admittedly, if I'm being fully honest, I don't think the full story of Injustice is anything you could believably tell in one movie. I mean, they didn't. Yeah, without <laughs> without... Without going full on like you know Zack Snyder making a four hour epic, yeah, which I'm I just don't believe that DC Animation has the budget to do. <laughs> Not after paying for the real Zack Snyder, <laughs> no. 
But um, but yeah, same same as like the the movie has no heart. It doesn't have it doesn't have a moral either. Yeah, like there's nothing there's nothing you can take away from this movie. They do do the amazing scene of like. Mr. Terrific, uh, bad like uh, playing chess with Superman, and he brings up like gun control versus like people's need, uh, people's right to basically kill themselves or like by making choices of like not doing the healthiest thing for them at all times. Yeah, and like that's a great moment in the comic, but when you balance it with, if Superman didn't murder children, the movie would make would have made him one hundred percent correct in what he was doing. Yeah. The only t- the only thing that was just like oh he's taking a step too far was Superman murders a bunch of children and so it's like oh okay well he went too far, but other than that the movie's like oh yeah no he's correct in what he's doing like there there's no denying that going around and killing all the world leaders and doing all this which is another thing they changed, um in the comics and it it wasn't it wasn't children, uh it was a it was a bunch of people it was a bunch of dissidents. I mean, to be fair, like you couldn't really call these guys children either, but they're they're they they were meant to be young. I mean, they were at a rave. Yeah, um, like they 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 were they were very much young adults, and they, they, in the comics, they were they were full on adults. They were in rebellion against the regime, and they had taken up Joker's Joker's colors. Yeah, um, because he was the last one to oppose Superman. Um, and it was just a lot of uh. Really bad circumstances for them. They they really came up on Superman. Like Superman came upon them when he was really out of fucks to give, and he would probably would have just flew flown away and let it be if one of them hadn't thrown a bottle at him. Which you know, it, it which is more or less the same way it happened here, but because it's, it's children here, it changes it a lot. It's like because I mean a defining characteristic of Clark Kent and no one can, will ever be able to convince me otherwise of this no matter how much they want to say he's a Boy Scout a defining characteristic of Clark Kent is he's one of the most petty motherfuckers in the DC universe <laughs> every every iteration of uh, of Clark Kent um, when you are being introduced to the character you you find him um, as a milk toast dude in the middle of some place yeah. And he gets bullied, and then the person goes out to find whatever destroyed. Whatever was sacred to them is destroyed. Every like It happens in the old uh, live-action movies with Christopher Reeves. It happened in the Zack Snyder ones. It happens in a lot of the animated ones when, they, when they're first bringing up Superman. It's like, oh, well, Clark was a good guy. He didn't punch this dude for doing it. But he also completely ruined his life. Like that dude in um in Man of Steel who like had his truck driven through by multiple like uh fence posts. Well, actually I think they were um telephone wire posts. Yeah. Uh, like power line posts, which also that's another thing entirely. But I mean they were just large stakes that he had like suspended the tree, uh, suspended the guy's truck and driven all that through. That dude's life is pretty much ruined probably. How like cuz you don't you can't claim that for insurance and a lot of truck drivers own their own trucks. Yeah. I mean, but he's... Yeah. yeah. He's not dead. Oh, great. Okay, good. Um, his his wife and children will probably be very glad that he gets to come home and... I mean, uh, I mean there's a price to be paid for being an asshole. <laughs> but, the, needless to say, 
Clark is consistently always been depicted depicted as a petty dick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as as someone who you know got bullied, I would assume you're okay with some bullies showing some pain. Uh, I think if you're gonna be the be- the bigger man, be the bigger man. Like, the, you know I, I think it's more. I, he ain't the bigger man. He's Superman. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. I just wanted that line. <laughs> I know. I know. Um. Uh. So anything before we just jump into the deep dive? Although once again, I think this is going to be a very quick. Yeah, I think we're just going to jump right into it. Like, right. there's not much. There's not much we haven't said. Yeah. So the, um, uh, technically, we haven't spoiled the exact ending, but we've kind of. But the Injustice Gods Among Us came out in 2013, guys, and the comic's been out for years. And so this will mostly cover a lot of like what was different. Yeah. Because um, we've already covered because so much stuff already happens that's just like fucking. Stupid plot holy shit, and we, I mean, how can you not mention the Adam being fucking in his brain with a kryptonite piece, and then them being like, oh well, now that Adam's dead, the kryptonite in your brain is no longer an issue. I mean, more like I, I want to know what the hell that substance was that he inhaled. He said it was radioactive, which wouldn't bother uh, Clark. Wouldn't brain. bother Clark, but it would kill the Adam. My question is, are inhalable nukes a thing? Because that is terrifying. That is more terrifying than all of the nukes that get mentioned in this movie. Because, like, he melts. His clothing melts. Meaning, like, what he what Superman just inhaled must have at least been hot. God damn. Yeah. But anyway, so we we we'll, well, st- we'll start at the we'll start at the start. Yeah. So. I had mentioned I don't even know if this is the uh, if, if this is just too hot of an issue, but I'm gonna fucking mention it here. The, the the movie opens up with Clark waking up next to Lois and hearing a apparently because he just kind of creeps when he wakes up, um, so he's just kind of like watching her sleep and he hears a a fetal heartbeat in her in her stomach. Uh, I'm not gonna say that, I'm not gonna call that creeping, like I've. I, I have I have many friends who are in relationships and they do mention waking up beside their partner and watching them for a little while. Um, and this was just kind of would have, what would have been a few minutes before they wake up to go to work anyway. Um, but yeah, but and also Clark, there have been so many story plot points of him identifying Lois by her heartbeat. True, true, but um, she's also like. She plays it off as a, as if it is like an uncomfortable thing at first because she's just kind of like oh. I, I I just read that as Lois keeping keeping Smallville on his toes yeah but uh, but yeah so he hears the fetal heartbeat and it's like you're pregnant and she's like I'm pregnant and I was like how far she's far enough along that she has a fetal heartbeat and she didn't know she was pregnant Lois is bad of keeping track of her menstrual cycle guys like real bad and. Like when you're when you're dating the super powered alien, that does seem the thing to be a thing that you need to like keep track of. I mean, no, I'm no, I'm used to I'm used to there being very long odds of uh, a Kryptonian human baby happening. Uh, so it's just not it's it's not something I would have thought about. But her as a woman yeah. uh, in a sexual relationship with a man with an alien should have known like, hey, I'm late. Oh, I'm really late. <laughs> I'm like three months late. Um, although Pat suggested at the time when I mentioned that, he's like, 
maybe Kryptonians develop from the heart first. And I was like, that's terrifying. <laughs> that is, like, that is way scarier. I mean, they are aliens. Keep they that in are. Mind. They are. But, like, they, they form a, a heart and then a body around it and then maybe a brain. I don't know. I don't I don't want to think of the, the how they, they, they gestulate, but I'm not I'm not comfortable with it. Uh, <laughs> uh see, but anyway, so while they're while they're, you know, happily freaking out about the coming baby, uh Superman hears uh some people shooting at Batman. Yep. So he uh, he flies out to like a giddy schoolboy tell Bruce what's uh, what's happening. Although Bruce figures it out absolutely immediately because how would you not like? That's not the world's greatest detective at work. That's just a dude who knows another dude. Well, I mean that's the dude who knows him pretty goddamn well. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, while I mean, I mean if, if 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 you were to walk into a room smiling giddily with your hand shaking, I'd assume you were having a stroke. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I would, um, my mind would not immediately go to, oh, your wife's pregnant. Um, but, uh, uh, so he tells him that, that Joker is in Metropolis. Cut to um, Lois and Jimmy at the docks, which Superman flew out of their house while Lois was, like, in a robe and, like, eating, like, and, like, about to Brush, eat. Brushing her teeth. She's brushing her teeth. Okay, I can't yeah. remember if she, was, if she was making breakfast yet, but she was brushing her teeth. Yeah, and, you, you, we never see outside of their bedroom. Yeah. And, uh, and, but Lois is already at the docks with Jimmy. So that was a hot scoop that she got, apparently. Like, I guess she checked her phone and, and Olsen was like, meet me at the docks, big scoop are coming. Oh, no. I, I, or, no, or I, Perry. Yeah. Perry, Perry White <laughs> called her up and said, all right, Lois, I got a headline for you. Joker, Joker doing shit at docks. And then she's like, is the Joker in town? He was like, he's about to be, because I just declared it, because I'm magical as shit. Click. And, uh, and Perry, with his magical headline casting ability, uh, is what was responsible for all of this. That's why he looks so self-satisfied when the bomb goes off, and he's just like at the window with a drink. Hey, you, you heard it here, folks. Perry White, Perry White has a phone directly to the presence. <laughs> The presence is uh, DC's God. For anybody yeah. didn't know, yeah, as, as Lucifer's dead. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so they go down there, and apparently Joker had multiple people with purple pants. I mean, Joker henchmen. I guess, but like the 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 purple pants, I thought, okay, well that's supposed to be the Joker making the deal. Until he just like hunchback walks up and uh, shoots Jimmy in the eye, shoots him through the camera. Through the, shoots him the camera lens and. Uh, and, uh, once again, just no reaction from anybody other than the Joker who was like, ooh, I stepped in Jimmy blood. I've got Jimmy on my shoe. Which, how did the fucking Joker know who that was? Uh, Jimmy also is fairly, is pretty famously, uh, mentions that he is Superman's pal. Yeah, but, also, I don't know. Also, he turns to, like, a giant fire-breathing turtle every other week. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen has led a weird life. I mean, that's what happens when your best friends are Superman. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, also, like, this is another thing they changed from the game. Like, uh, it in the game, Joker Joker knows who Jimmy is because he has to use Jimmy's Superman, Superman summoning watch. watch. Yeah. Yeah. To to get uh, soup to the to the submarine. 
Yeah, uh, which is what I thought was going to happen there, and they don't, but whatever. They, they uh, very conspicuously leave it on him, I guess, so Clark can identify the body. Well, he only misses one eye and some brain. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, he, he fucks off with Lois, and you find out that Joker's been on some type of spree. Uh, he went to He went to Star, Star Labs, Labs and stole some kryptonite. Yeah. And... Um, once again, this movie has this weird like bit about like putting things into the script that don't push the plot along. That also might have like they might have seemed like they had a like the point they wanted to make because like Batman is like, "Why did you have kryptonite?" And they're like, "Because we wanted to test it to see if it could be used for power or medicine or something." We're not monsters here, and it's like, "Yeah, Bruce, obviously." Yeah, I'm sure you had kryptonite and have done similar shit. Although, probably the opposite shit. You probably yeah, yeah, use weapons. Yeah, he's not using it to cure cancer. Yeah. He has a, he has a, he has a closet full of the shit, and it's all labeled, maybe I need to kill Superman. Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, I mean, to be fair, Star Labs in every other universe is evil. They're yeah. Either, they're either very good or very evil. Yeah. Uh, nev- never anything in between. Um, so, uh... <laughs> But it's just a weird bit in the script that they're like that they point that out and it's like yeah that's 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 how it works, that's what you do with foreign substances. Like I'm I'm assuming that was just that was like that had to be kept over from like a first draft. Yeah, um, I it's just also with like uh, people talking about like the labs in Wuhan with like um with like the coronavirus and stuff like and people talking about um uh, I forgot what it's what it's called but like when you when you take a virus and you like you you add things to it and like there's there's a lot of like conspiracy about it but like. I don't want to get into all that um, because I don't necessarily believe it, but um, but it, it felt like it was connecting to that a little bit. And they say, uh, "Do not take your virology news from the Cabin Corner podcast." No, please don't. Um, anyway, uh, so they they discover that uh, well, uh, Flash. Everyone's told to like be on the lookout for Lois, and Flash is searching underground where uh, Joker set a trap specifically for the Flash. Didn't seem like it. it. Seemed like it was just a trap for whoever showed up. Yeah, but it I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing about buzz saw about gas room and buzz saw that says flash. Perhaps, but like, who was he setting the trap for then? Just to. It was just like it's. It's like it's like uh, you know putting a mine underneath a underneath a dead body. You know, it's just. Well, he expected somebody to find it, and like, who else was going to be like searching all of the underground other than the Flash? Batman. Batman's not running around searching out all the subway tunnels. He would. It just would take him longer. But uh, or you know, honestly, whoever found it, some city worker. It, all of these are wins for Mister J. Fair enough, I guess. But uh, kills Flash, and no one even mentions it, even though like several more moments happen here. Before, like, the worst happens. Like, they've had time to be like, oh, Barry's gone. Yeah. But, no, they don't. They, no, no, one, no one mentions that after after what happened to Barry, blah. Yeah. Even uh, the rogues, like, which Flash's rogue should have a reaction to, to, to Flash dying. Yeah, because they go to um, the bar. I forget what it's called, um, like, what Central City's bar is called. Because uh, it's, it's, it's not Noonan's and it's not the bar with no name because the bar with no name is from The Marvel. Ace of Clubs? That might be it. 
Yeah, there, it's either Ace of Clubs or The World's End. It's, it's The World's End in this movie, but I think they made that up. Oh, okay. Um, so, anyway, they, uh, they get this feeling that something bad's about to go down uh, as they figure out that, like, Mr. J has, uh, uh, has been putting, like, uh, uh, Scarecrow fear talks, which that's what they found. They found the Scarecrow. Yeah. Uh, dead. And, uh, he, he, which, he had, which is like, you know, which is weird. Scarecrow's in Injustice 2. Um, well, they weren't, they clearly weren't planning yeah. to make an Injustice 2 movie. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, they, they use the fear toxin combined with Kryptonite so that it could affect Superman. And uh, it allowed him to perfectly see Doomsday. That was another weird thing, and I'm not want to get really into this, but why why are all the hallucinations like perfect, like absolutely 100% perfect? Like um, uh, Barry saw the exact same thing um, on a doll that Superman saw on both Harley and the Joker, like this weird like Just skull, weird face. skull face. Yeah, but it, for Lois, he saw Doomsday. Yes, like, and. Like, picture-perfect doomsday. Uh, despite her not having near the build or whatever. But uh, he uh, he rams he rams her up into space. and Rams her uh, through the wall of the submarine and then up into space. Yes, and when he gets there, uh, Batman's transmission is just like, hey, you're not seeing what you think you're seeing. And that's when he sees that it's Lois. And, uh, and then the bomb that was attached to her, like... Then the bomb that was connected to her heart via a like a uh, dead man's uh, trigger, yeah, um, goes off when her heart stops because it kept beating all the way up into space uh, and destroys all of Metropolis. While Perry White looks on with a smug grin, and, um, and as, the, as the people as the people look up and shout "Save us!" Perry White looks down and whispers "No." <laughs> um, the Green Lantern was able to protect uh, all the people that were plot relevant. The Justice League, basically. Yeah, and the Joker and Harley. And uh, then the next thing we know, Joker is being taken to uh, be interrogated by Batman, uh, which happens essentially just like it does in the game. Um, only uh, in the game where you know it's Joker, more it's more visceral in the in the game where yeah I was like well Joker like you know walks around and monologues a little tiny bit um but like he's not as animated in this as he is uh, and you have to listen to his goddamn um pennywise voice yeah um as he's 100% confident that this will break uh superman um for some reason i guess uh, i guess harley did a psychological profile on soups and decided that this would this would be the thing that would get him, even though they couldn't have known about the pregnancy. Yeah, well, they uh, they couldn't have known about the pregnancy. I, the the lowest was just a roll of the dice, I guess. Like Clark Kent writes writes as many Superman stories as Lois does. I I uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe everybody knew that that Lois Lane was banging Superman. What did she put it on her Twitter? I mean, I would. Valid. I was like, guess who's Superman this hoe? <laughs> oh. Oh, that only that only flies because we're two guys in a row. <laughs> um. See, uh, but anyway, so uh, Superman is, you know, out for vengeance, uh, flies to the uh, interrogation, 
Um, Puts a hand through that man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in in the game, it's a bit different. Like you know, he still kills him more or less the same way, but they cut to black right before his hand goes in in the game, and uh, you you hear Superman wrench his hand back out. And you hear Joker's Joker's laugh as his guts are being being wrenched out. Yes, this is just he just punches through him and you know. Joker says Joker, like some one liner. Now that's a punchline. I was like, no, yeah. there's you shouldn't have lungs right now. Yeah, like don't. I also thought like it's weird that he can talk. Yeah, it's like so, so, sometimes you just it it worked the first time. Yeah, like this this. Doing it this way, he he might as well have pulled himself down further on the arm, grabbed Superman's ears, and gave him a big old smooch on the lips. Yeah. Before he died, like if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna make a cartoon of the situation, go full fucking Looney Tunes. Uh, but anyway, we we, you know, Batman doesn't really have much to say much to say to that. Uh, not even a holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, from there we cut to like the Watchtower. Yeah. Uh, as the Trinity is meeting and, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman kind of being the angel and demon on Clark's shoulders. Uh, yep. Um, and, uh, this is where the the movie, to me, kind of gets lost in the fog of, uh... A bunch of shit happens. Yeah, like, they, they, they bicker, and then Superman goes off and does a thing that nobody wants him to do, and then they bicker, and then the Justice League breaks up, and then, um... Eventually, we've we've hit like the full regime. Yeah, it's just kind of like Clark going around taking down governments and all of this, like making himself known to the world. Goes to the UN, gives a big old speech about how uh, uh, he's gonna here to he's here to police the world. And um, man, and if, can and I not figure? I I could I I could not help but think, what laws are he is he enforcing? Is it just don't kill each other? Because, man, you can fuck up people really good without having to kill them. Yeah. Is it just don't commit violence on each other? Because, man, white-collar crime is way worse than violent crime as far as ruining lives goes. <laughs> like, like, and even then, those laws, like, don't extend through all nations and, and other things, like... What is what is a law like, in one place is not a law in the in another. Yeah, like um, American murder is not the same all the way around, all the way around the world. Yeah, because uh, once again, the manslaughter that fucking Damien commits, he doesn't seem to bat an eye towards. So, but uh, at this point, uh, just jump to set pieces, I guess. Cause, yeah, like from here, uh, from uh, Ollie Ollie does does kidnap uh, Harley Quinn. Capture. He captures Harley Quinn. I mean, how often does he gas her? She won't shut up, and it stop it stops that performance of Harley. So I'm I about it. I'm just saying that if I'm in a place and then somebody gasses me, and I wake up in a new place, and then somebody gasses me, and then I wake up in a new place, and then somebody gasses me, and then I wake up in a new place, and then I gas them, <laughs> I'm escaping being kidnapped. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but Harley deserves it more than you. Oh, good. I'm glad that's the standard we're going for. Yeah. Uh, but, but but anyway, like you know, uh, you know, 
Ollie captures and and roofies Har- Harley uh, a few times. A few times. Um, yeah, to get her you know nice and manageable, uh, and takes her to the the arrow cave, um, which she calls the quiver. Yeah, and he likes. Yeah, uh, you know, yada yada. Honestly, we can just skip until the Arkham Arkham break. That's yeah. what I was gonna go to. Um, basically, Superman is gonna take all the, at, at the all at, the all the Batman's Rose Gallery and put them somewhere. Yeah, by by the time we get to the Arkham break, he's already taken over much of the world. And he's dismantled much of the world's governments, including like, but they're all like fake governments, like they're all fake countries. Until you get to like a couple of real ones, where it's like, that's weird that you put that in there. Like, like they, they just specifically go like, they oh, North Korea the- is no longer a nuclear power. And I laughed because I was like, it's it's not now in our world <laughs> a nuclear power, guys. Like that's the point. The point is that they that they ha- they're not able to accomplish this. Like we'd be much more scared if they were. Uh, see, oh yeah, and also, uh, the U.S. government, uh, kidnaps Pa Kent. Yes, uh, which Superman gets him, like, they do a lot of build-up for Superman getting him back. Like, uh, they have to, like, go find Mirror Master, and then, like, they give him, like, uh, the belt, and they're like, alright, he's in this place, now he's heavily guarded, and there's a bunch of super-powered enemies down there, and, uh... But you're so, Superman, you'll be but fine. But you're, but, yeah, but you'll, you'll be fine. And then, like, he flies off in there, full Superman, and then he just doesn't show that and I was like man why'd you give me all this elite guard and super powered villain bullshit cause like, like I would've loved I would've loved to see this Superman tear through a place like uh justly gods and monsters style yeah like for see it's fine if he just wholesale slaughters like a like a fucking slasher villain a bunch of villains cause then it's like well who gave a shit really yeah um, and also, like at this point, we're just indulging in violence for violence' sake. And also, that's that's something that the game never, game and comic never showed us. Yeah. So if you, I mean, if you're doing adaptation, you're gonna change stuff. Show me shit I ain't seen before. Um, because when he's killing the heroes, but the heroes haven't had any lines of dialogue, they don't. It doesn't matter. But at least if it's villains, it's just like, hey, we get to see like the villains going all out against Superman and. Man, are they fucking uh, fucked? Because we don't even get to see like the Captain Adam fight that yeah. like was also built up. Where Captain Adam's like the Pentagon has ran simulations, and they say that I can hold Superman off. It's like, oh, they lied to you. <laughs> and like they look over, and it's just like, nope, nope. They didn't. That fight didn't last long enough for them to hear it. Like there weren't even like concussive punches being thrown. They, they, it is just Superman walking in with like his hand around Adam's throat. Yeah, it's like just just choke, choking Nathan out. And I don't know why, because he doesn't breathe. Oh, I think he broke his neck. He doesn't have bones. Uh, he does when Superman breaks. <laughs> like he is just energy in a containment suit. All right, look. So I don't want to bring this up because it's another stupid plot hole. But um, Superman, uh, Batman punches Superman in the face. And then the next day is the Arkham Breakout, um, where we know that Batman has a hairline fracture in one of his fingers. We know that his hand is, is damaged. He has not done anything to um, help himself. Oh, I can believe that Batman fights hurt all the time. No, that's fine. Uh, the hairline fracture in his hand is, is somewhat fine. Um, but at the end of that sequence, when he goes home, he is, like, punching... Uh, uh, on a like wooden post, which Bruce has like actual training equipment. He's not going to use a piece of wood with a rope tied around it. 
Like he's gonna have some like enhanced like shit to like make sure he's he's using every single muscular group he can do. I mean, at the while very in, like, le- optimal. I mean, at the very least, a traditional heavy bag. Yeah, but um, but he's punched it, and his gloves have no tears on them, but they are bloody as shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he's just been punching his hairline. Fra- he's literally ruined that finger. Like, if it already had a hairline fracture and he's been punching he's it so much. He's ruined both of those hands. Like, like your hands are not just finger and thumb and palm. There's your like phalanges a- go all the way down to your wrist. Yeah, and there's a lot of, like, very small, very delicate bones. This is why proper punching form is so goddamn important. If you're punching, if you're punching something repeatedly and you're fists are coming back bloody, you're doing something wrong. You have damaged way too far. Yeah. Like your knuckles, your knuckles getting chafed. That that's fine. That that happens. But like the amount of blood that he was losing from his hands, and one of which had a hairline fracture going up the middle finger. It's like because it oh, was, you've ruined that middle finger. Yeah, because it wasn't just it wasn't just you know oh I'm he's bleeding on the knuckle and some of it got on the post. Blood was gushing from his hands. Yes. Um, small detail, but it's just a thing that like I definitely didn't get out of my head. Uh, especially when, like, like, like Pat said, I can believe that he throws down while injured, but knowing that, like, his hand is broken and he's, like, uh, having to take on his entire rogues gallery is a little bit strange. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they go to the meeting. Uh, uh, Ollie is also supposed to show up to, uh, they're trying to stop Superman from going in there and basically making a new prison. Uh, and he's decided to do this starting with the Arkham Asa- uh, Asylum people. And so uh, Batman has gathered up his his little group to, to go and stop them. But uh, Damien thought, "Hey, fuck these people! They're villains. Uh, who gives an app? Who gives any shits?" Yeah. And so Damien betrayed him. And even though they left on a bat jet to uh, to get there, um, Damien arrived before they did. And I don't know if he put on a call to Superman and Superman just like whipped his ass uh, there and back real quick or what. But Damien arrived before they could. Uh, which, you know, I'm not going to argue anything there. I will say for this scene, I wanted to make mention of one of the uh, bits. We, we watched this with the subtitles on. Um, and the uh, the way that they extracted everyone out of Arkham to the prison, basically Cyborg boom-tubed the prisoners individually. And every time someone would get boom-tubed, it gave the subtitle, Cries in Despair. Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> I just thought was hilarious. <laughs> Um, uh, Har- this is where Harley, like, um, finally managed to gas, uh, uh, Ollie and she, yeah, crashes she, his truck. Yeah, she crashes the aeromobile through the gates of Arkham. Also. Which nobody notices. Which, I mean, that, that being said, there's, there's bigger shit going on there. They um, hadn't started fighting yet, though. But Superman was here. Yeah. Um, but, like, also, she guts over the, she gets over the PA Calling, hey Batman, I'm a hero now, you know. So I ha- I came to help you take down Superman. She says she's a hero now while standing over the bodies of the two guards who were in the camera camera room, who she has killed. You don't know they're they're dead. They had they had they're dead. They had bloody holes in the back of their head. I mean, they're dead. Yeah. Like I'm assuming she killed them. I'm I I, I don't think Clark did. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, then she releases them. So they decide to make a temporary truce, 
because the inmates choose to fight Superman as opposed to running away from Arkham. Yeah. This was the point in the movie where I actively might have said to Patrick, like, oh, the movie has lost me now. Like, I'm gone. Like, um, but, yeah, they all run, and they all conveniently have their masks on, so you know which villain is which. Yeah. That way you know when it's, this, you know. an insane asylum for some, for whatever reason, gave Bane and Deadshot their masks. Yes, and and gave Hatter his hat, which you know don't give him that. <laughs> He's got mind control technology. Don't give him that. So uh, they battle for like a little bit, and then uh, Damien accidentally kills Nightwing. Also, and the greatest moment in the movie happens. Also, I wanted to just point out at the beginning of this. I appreciate the balls on Killer Croc. <laughs> he went straight for Superman. Yeah? And I feel like the writers heard everyone who critiqued the first Suicide Squad by saying, oh, what the hell is Crocodile Man going to do to Superman? We see what Crocodile <laughs> Man would do to Superman. Yeah. Absolutely I, nothing. No, dog shit. Like, uh, uh, we find out that Grundy cannot live without his heart. Because Superman blows the hole in his chest and it just kills him. Grundy will be fine. <laughs> as long as the gray exists, Grundy's going to come keep coming back. I guess. He's like Swamp Thing that way. Yeah. Um, and uh, holy fuck, with that, the plant would be so fucked if the gray didn't exist. Um, not evil, it's just unpleasant. It's just death. It's just yeah. unpleasant. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, but anyway, so uh, Nightwing dies, and then Superman is like, All right, I'm done, everybody, back to your cells. And these motherfuckers comply. Like, he, he goes, <laughs> he goes, Superman becomes a dom in that moment. Yeah. Like, he, he, everybody went in their cells and looked down. <laughs> like I said, can, dude no-sold all of the, the punches he got hit with. But, like... When it came to delivering some some of the emotional bits, he was able to do that. And so when he put some bass in his voice, yeah. the superheroes got back in the cells and they closed the doors. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, B- B- Bane bows to no man. Except that one. <laughs> Aliens don't count. That no man? That's Superman. Yeah. And uh, so then, uh, were they just allowed to leave? Uh, yes. Uh, Batman just... He, he leaves with with Dick, and that's about how it goes in the in the comic in the games. I couldn't remember if like he was just being allowed to leave in that in that fight, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I think he was just being allowed to leave. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Clark. He's not he's not gonna he's not gonna beat on Bruce over the body of his dead son. Yeah. So, uh, um, but Damien does just straight up join with uh, Superman because Superman's just like, hey, you know, shit happens. It's cool. You can work with me now. Yeah, yeah. And then Damien's like, all right, let's go meet Raish. And, uh, and so they go and meet Raish. And uh, only they decide to have him be the reluctant villain, I guess, and not want to actually join with Raish. Wasting all of our goddamn time. Also, like, Raish is conspicuously standing over a body with a sheet draped over it. Which Pat was like, oh, shit, he got Lois. He's about to put Lois in a... Uh, in a Lazarus pit. Lazarus pit. Which Raish clearly did not want to do. Yeah, her mean, body's not damaged. Like she was just floating out in space. And I can totally believe Clark brought the body back. Yeah, so she could have been brought back. Yeah, I mean, it's, especially given the end scene that you want to have in this movie, it would have worked better for this Lois. Yeah, 
But that didn't happen. He just kind of gets there and was like, I'll never ally myself with a villain. Now, I've killed a few people here. Now. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like He's already done so much heinous shit by this point that his, him being like, I'll never ally myself with a villain. It just comes off really hollow. Um, and then I forget what happens. Uh, uh, it's, see, just more, it's just more Clark more, taking over the world. Yeah, more, more stuff. Uh, eventually, Bruce and the others realize they need to... Oh yeah, I think after this is when the chess match happens. Yeah, but I'm just saying like that. Like, um, uh, he still it's it's not until after the the Fortress of Solitude that he declares like all superheroes that aren't part of the Justice League illegal. Yeah, I only only bring up the chess match. It's a really cool scene between Mister Terrific and Superman. Yes. Um, see, but it, it go it goes about the way we mentioned. Um, see, after that we. It, that's when uh, Batman's like, hey, okay, he has to be stopped. Yeah, we gotta, go. bre- we gotta break into the super prison. Oh yeah, also, uh, Nightwing. Oh yeah, uh, after Nightwing dies, he goes, goes to the afterlife and becomes Deadwing. Yeah, he meets uh, Ramakrishna, and she basically makes him. And she's uh, like, all right, I don't, I don't know if uh, if you're gonna be able to actually help out, but here's a couple of moments where you could help out and maybe change things. And it's like, well, maybe. Like only, one of them, only one of the moments does he inter- intervene in. Uh, both. No, he doesn't. He doesn't intervene in the Amazo fight. He does. What's he doing in the Amazo fight? Takes over. Uh, he distracts Race, so Race can't things. Yeah, those are the the two that he sees. He sees Race sword fighting Damien, and then he sees the Justice League fighting Amazo. He intervenes in one scene, but not the other. Uh, okay. I don't know if the point of Ramakrishna's prophecy was her saying you need to choose between them two. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Quite. I don't know. Um, well, we don't. Like know I said, how. a lot of it was just sh- to push us through to get us to Deadwing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they go uh, to um, the Fortress of Solitude uh, to get weapon and yeah, to uh, get a Red Sun something. And it uh, doesn't work, and uh, this is where Ollie dies, and uh, they retreat. And th- then Superman declares that all heroes who are not part of the Justice League are now uh, terrorists. And, uh, like, when he'd had the discussion with Mr. Terrific, like, he wanted his uh, terrific balls. And, uh, T-spheres. I'm sorry. Um, he wanted his T-spheres, and Mr. Terrific said no, uh, but now that he is no, but because he had not allied himself, he is now an enemy. So Superman is is just in his taking of the T spheres to do what he wants with them. Uh, as Superman basically said, declares, "We're going to be living in a uh, police state now. Uh, I'm going to be observing everything that happens all the time." And uh, and then like not long after that, like that's when he kills the kids. Um, yeah, the the ones holding the Joker brave. Yeah, and. Uh, so uh, then they they realize that that uh, Batman and Co need they need Mister Terrific, so they set up the mission by revealing that um, uh, Plastic Man is one of the chairs in the lair that he's in uh, that it, that Harley was sitting in. Specifically, the chair that Harley was sitting in. And I told Pat, I was like, she's very lucky there was no bump in that chair. I was very I was very curious where his mouth was in that chair. Oh, that might have been the thing to worry about. Yeah, he's just he's just sucking Harley ass. Probably. Um, and because uh, while Eel is a hero, he's he's still that guy. 
Uh, luckily, he was not in the movie. He was just angry that, that they didn't give him beef jerky. Although, when you see the beef jerky, clearly some of them have had bites taken out of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so they, they do the plan. Meeting the world's greatest detective. Well, Batman knew, knew he was there the whole time. Harley couldn't tell the difference between jerky and, normal jerky and jerky that's had a bite taken out of it. She could have been the one taking bites out of it and then putting it back. Like, I'm fucking monster. <laughs> Um, but uh, I mean, I can't. I can believe no one else was eating that jo- that jerky. So, um, despite the fact that we've established Atlanteans and we've established that they're not part of the struggle and all of this other stuff, we know that the prison is deep in the Mariana Trench and that Batman has no ships that can get down there. And so, instead of contacting um, any of the people that that Bruce knows down there, they decide to uh, send Dibney down there to uh, uh, Dibney. I thought that was his last name. That's Elastic Man. Oh. Elastic Man is Eel O'Brien. That's right. You're right. Um, so, but he sends uh, Plastic Man down there, and the breakout happens just super fucking easy. Like, like yeah, he, he, just, like, he, he walks down, he pop, pops a lock, and they leave. <laughs> um, Cyborg has some shit to say, but, you know... Uh, Nightwing possesses him and for like half a second to just shoot out a, a glass window, which just kind of seems like, hey, um, Plastic Man could have just like bounced and uh, Cyborg could have shot the window on accident. I mean, honestly, the 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 T tattoo that Michael Holt had is revealed to be a, a, a collapsible T sphere. Yeah, those things have guns on them. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of ways to like to to get rid of that to fix that situation without him controlling him just to like lean up for one shot. Especially because Cyborg could have still then turned around and just blown up the fucking blown them up. Yeah, like nothing stopped him from it. Um, I mean, he was a bit dazed of seeing Dick's ghost, but he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he just kind of fucks off. So. Uh, he doesn't stop them, and he still had all, ample opportunity to do so. Also, it, it apparently made no impact onto onto Vic because he's still doing villainous shit. Uh, and also, there were a lot of people inside that lunchroom. And yeah, they dead, right? Yeah, they're dead. I would imagine. So, and it sucks to be them. I mean, not but, ju- and not just, they were important, and not just villains, just folks that worked there. Yeah, like the like the kitchen staff, the guards. They're just fucked. Uh, we, we, we don't consider them people. Uh, they're working class. <laughs> and uh, Superman they're, does not consider the working class people. You, you're not, you, 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 don't, you don't matter if you're a goon. Right. So, uh, so then they go back and uh, uh, then Superman decides to uh, join up with Raish and... Uh, check out what Raish has to offer, which was Amazo. And Raish made it sound like he had a bunch of Amazos ready to deploy. So, but apparently not. Which confused me, because he very clearly established that he had lots of Amazos ready to deploy. Yeah. And Clark he, said, let's test one out um, in, in a, a small, small town, town, a.k.a. Smallville. Yeah, because for some reason, this dumbass Superman... Wanted the fucking killer robot in his hometown. And so the killer robot is looking over his townsfolk and sees a guy litter and uh, decides to act with extreme and, prejudice. And then, and then proceeded to activate what I like to call honky extermination mode. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, Smallville is a very white town. 
They, there's, <laughs> there's one black family, and it's, it's Pete Rose's family. Everyone else. And so, amazing, just, like... Like, every, everything that he was causing, like, kept escalating. So, like, he blows up the guy who's littering, and so the cops come, and he's like, he looks at the cops, he's like, the cops are, th- are threats, eliminate them. And then just starts killing all of the cops, which I mean, ACAB, but also, like, whoa, bro, you're the one that, like, started blowing people up. Yeah, but I say, these are the ones that are actually doing their jobs. <laughs> then he finds, like, two cowering people in the crowd, and it's about the heat vision. I don't know what their crime was. Uh, they were they were contributing to the disturbance of the crowd, I guess, by being scared. <laughs> <laughs> but just before he can heat vision to innocent people, Soups shows up and stops him. And uh, this is when Rache reveals, and, and then tells Rache to power it down because he left the command protocols in the hands of Rachel Ghoul, not Cyborg. And Raish is like, fuck you, uh, I'm winning now. And is like, my one robot it will defeat all of my, you now. My, my sudden but inevitable betrayal. And I was like, wait, deploy the rest of the robots. The, the other Amazos. Deploy the rest of the Amazos. What the fuck are you talking about? You think that the one Amazo is going to take out everyone left? Why? Why do a half a victory? If you could, if you could have gotten his confidence and had like six, like just had four more Amazos, because a five Amazo team would have wrecked everyone. Because the whole premise of this, Superman visibly couldn't knew he knew what Amazo was. Yeah, I mean this is a Justice League that has at least fought one Amazo. Yeah, because so he knows the premise. So obviously he knows that one Amazo is not gonna duplicate him for the entire world. So yeah, if you if you've got if, uh, if you're launching the 50 state Amazo initiative, have 50 Amazos. Yeah, probably oh, once with again, a couple spares. Once again, just five Amazos, and this movie was over. And race th- yeah, this movie would have been a race victory. Yeah, and instead, race treat race treats it like he won, and I'm like, no, you didn't win. Like if you if you had been, how is the man whose whole thing is infinite patience and waiting for the moment to strike, like? He treats it like he's Starscream and, uh... Megatron and has fallen the, down! I, I am the leader of the Decepticons! <laughs> yes, and that's exactly what he does. And it's like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 Back it the fuck up. It's like, why do you think the power would then go to you? If if, if you did kill Superman power, go to Wonder Woman. Um, so that happens. And then I have the immediate opposite problem. Because Mr. Terrific and Plastic Man set up like a interdimensional portal right then and there, even though there they was no need They could have built it anywhere. Yeah, they could have built it anywhere because they're going to go grab a Superman. And they're also going to go grab a Lois, but they're going to grab a Superman. And I was also like, why one? Why not grab five Superman? Well, why not grab a League? What? Why not grab a League? That Superman oh, yeah, yeah. came through on his own. Yeah. Bring through his League. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you want to convince Superman, then, like, have, like, several Superman that are like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, hell, like, because he, he clearly was looking for a Lois who had lost her Superman. Yeah. He could have found another Superman that lost his Lois. I mean, I mean, bring in, bring in, bring in Superman Prime, bring in uh, Red Sun Superman, bring in Overman, the Superman who was a Nazi. I mean, all of that would have been, like, really cool. And if you're going to, like, if you're all, we're already this far deviated from the other source material anyway... Have fucking fun with it. Yeah. That's what, like, that, like if Into the Spider-Verse has taught us anything, it's just, like, 
fuck it, nobody cares when all of their alternates come together for some type of um, glorious chicanery. Like, that's what this could have been. Uh, they do make the little joke about, like, uh, you know, oh, like, oh, we're Earth-1, this is the Earth-9 Superman, and or the Earth-9 Superman's like, oh, I'm actually Earth-1 Superman, you're Earth-22. And uh, and that's a cute little bit, but it's like, having two more Superman come out and be like, oh, I'm Earth-1 Superman. <laughs> do that shit again? Beautiful. I mean, Absolutely fucking beautiful. I mean, also, for me, for all... It's animation. You you get you feel free to do all these tricks you want because not all these Superman need lines. Right. They're just there to be there. Yeah. Um, nobody hates um, uh, Black Bolt Deadpool like like Deadpool does. That's, I know there. Oh, that's a reference. I know there to, was a Black Bolt. Deadpool. That's the reference to um, Cable and Deadpool when uh, he was battling like with Doctor Voodoo inside the uh, inside the Mindscape and he was fighting T Ray. And, like, oh. he had all the different comic versions of himself. Oh, okay. You remember okay. that? Okay. Yeah. Black Bolt Deadpool couldn't talk, so all the other Deadpools hated him. <laughs> uh, that's a fucking, like, deep cut com- right there, Comics people. are weird, people. Yeah, that's a fucking deep cut right there. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, they ended up pulling out a, uh, a Lois to come out and talk to him. And, um, this is a Lois who, her Superman died fighting Brainiac. Yeah. And... Um, uh, that makes him like regret everything he's ever done. But that also makes me think, wow, this uh, Earth Twenty Two Superman is the dumbest Superman. If just seeing a Lois who doesn't even really admonish him, she's just kind of like, oh, I've experienced loss too, and he's just like, yeah, I've been a bad boy. And it's like you you didn't know that Lois wouldn't have wanted you to become. A goddamn a tyrannical, uh, megalomaniacal dictator. Yeah, like that. That hadn't already crossed your mind that like because nobody gives them the line. This isn't what Lois would have wanted. Like that, in a lot of these like uh, situations, that's usually the line that gets delivered, and that's never delivered in this movie. And I think it's because so he can have the moment of like, oh, this is what this isn't what Lois would have wanted. Which writer? Which this is why. I, I was like, okay, writers, you, you obviously have no shame. <laughs> you're, you're, you, 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 so why not just bring this Lois back? It would, it's, it, it's an adaptation. You, ain't, you don't have to be faithful. Lois Lane is not the fucking Uncle Ben of injustice. Yeah. Like, you know, if you, if you wanted to, go ahead, bring her back so she can have the Clark, what have you become? Yeah. You know. I mean, hell, that's that's something that even the games never gave us. Like it was the the conversation the conversation was between super, the good Superman and bad Superman, you know, because in the game Superman was trying to get to other dimensions to get other Loises. Yeah, he was very much like Kingpin in End of the Spider Verse, which is like the fourth End of the Spider Verse reference we made. I mean, I'm glad. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't see that coming for this for this review. Um. But like, you know, where he where he goes like, oh, you know, I'll I'll find another Lois, and yeah, and she'll be fucking terrified of you. <laughs> um, so the the final fight is like you know Superman versus Superman, and somewhere along the lines they kill the Amazo. Oh, uh, they they all working together because if, if, I guess you forgot how stupid it was. One Superman, uh, Superman is holding one arm. Wonder Woman is holding the other. Batman has uh, grapple gunned oh, yeah. his legs uh, to a random bridge, 
in the middle of fucking Smallville that just happens to be nearby where they are. Which, so, which I, is I, the most conspicuous thing yeah, out there. I, I refuse to believe that Smallville needs the bridge that big. Yes. Um, and uh, he grapple gunned that to him, and then he threw like a freezing device into Amazo's chest... And then Harley let Catwoman jump off of her hammer, As so she Catwoman fucking could kicked through the through Amazo's torso. And then di- and then um, Plastic Man like entered inside of him and uh, and inflated and, him to death. Yeah, he tore them guts up. Yeah, I did. I I blocked that out. Yep. Because I because I, I remember I remember saying when it happened when Bruce lassoes Amazo's legs. Bruce, what the fuck are you? Do you think you're contributing? Yeah. Oh God. It is the second. It, it is probably the second dumbest, uh, you know, group contribution I've seen in out of superheroes. Yeah. Like first, 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 we'll always go to Wolverine for the uh, X Men Star Trek crossover. <laughs> Like oh, point, we're just standing there. Like, yeah, well, yeah. At one point, everyone's like firing their energy into a central point to do something, yeah. and Logan's just pointing his claws at it. Yeah, it's like that. Nothing shoots out of those. <laughs> so, uh, uh, fi- final review for the movie. Like, final thoughts. What's what's the wrap up here? It's just it's just not good. Yeah, um, it's like it, 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 it. I'm not angry. It's not like it was. It was. It's not an abomination. It's just you just made a really lackluster movie. Yeah, like the fight scenes. None, none of the fight scenes stand out because they're either direct adaptations of stuff you've seen already done. Um, some of it in fucking you yeah. Know, some some of it I played. Yeah, and um, the stuff that was new. The animation's not cool enough, and the character designs aren't cool enough, and the performances aren't good enough to like get you involved in it. And uh, and then just ultimately the movie. The movie is having to cover too much ground, so there's nothing that's like nothing grounds you emotionally to it, and the movie just has no heart to it, and um, and then the movie doesn't have anything interesting to say. Where you at least should be like, oh well, you know, they raised some really good points. About, no, like ultimately the movie seems pretty pro-fascism, um, as long as you just don't go overboard with it. Oh yeah. Also, <laughs> like this is just a this is like the nittest of nitpicking. I mean, this is this is an adaptation of a story from a fighting game. Haw- Hawkman, you know, is br- is brutally killed by a male in this movie. Hawkman isn't the Thanagarian in the games. It's Hawkgirl. Yeah. Uh, also, he's killed by a male. A male isn't even playable in the damn games. He's not in the games. Uh, if you want to go even more nitpicky than that, um, none of the fights are one on one. Yeah. Like, even when you're having the group fights, nobody is group fighting one-on-one. They are fighting in clusters. Like, yeah, just... Like, the only one-on-one fight that happens is Superman v. Superman. That and uh, the training match between the uh, Robin and Dick. Yeah. Oh, I guess... I, oh, we didn't even do- fucking talk about it. De- uh, Deadwing comes in uh, and possesses Damien when Damien decides that Batman is, is right and wants to stop Raish from... Um, uh, doing this plan with Amazo, and um, and so they work together to defeat Raish instead of Damien just flying into uh, Raish and stopping him. Instead of Dick flying into Raish. No, instead of Dick flying into Raish and stopping him. Um, that, that the reason that we, we didn't even bring that up is because it's fucking stupid. Yeah, because also like he possesses Damien and 
fights as himself, but like yeah, Dick's, Dick's not a swordsman. <laughs> yeah, and in a tiny body. Yeah, and he hasn't been thirteen for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how I don't know how he I don't know how him taking over D- Damien's body would have been more helpful than him just kind of whispering into Damien's ear. Yeah, or just possessing rage. Either way, dumb. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole, like I said, the, the whole final act is dumb. Like, why weren't there more Mazos? Why weren't there more Superman? Because that would have been cool. If, like, the reason that they, they, like, the, he had a bunch of, he had four more Amazos and they were, they're getting overwhelmed. So they just start bringing out Superman. Uh, the Superman helped take down the Amazos and then, like, they have to, like, basically, like, look at this last Superman. They're like, hey, you know, we came and we saved you and now we're here, to, we've, we've, we've came to save your life. Now we're here to save your soul. Yeah. And, um, like, that could have been something cool. Oh yeah, just like do like the Council of Reeds, but with Superman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but whatever. Uh, like I said. Like, oh, also, one kind of fan service head nod. Uh, Evil Superman does uh, do the do his uh, Injustice One Super to uh, the Good Superman. Yes. Where he like punches him through the, through the sky and then grips him by the face. Sadly, Batman never runs anybody over this car. No. Uh, see, but so I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, um, like ultimately, I don't. This this isn't part of the universe that Constantine uh, gave up heaven for. This is just a standalone movie, and it's an adaptation of something that's already been that you already have. You already have two other versions of. This is the worst version. Yeah, like this is by far the worst version. Like so, so if you if you were ever asking if you were ever asking the question, oh, could they do an adjusted movie? Probably not. Yep. I think that's a pretty good example of like no that they they, they, or they not, couldn't not in one movie anyway you you probably got you probably have to do like five movies one for every year of injustice plus another movie for the for the game story yeah um uh yeah if you you'd be better off just watching the cutscenes for the game on like YouTube or something like that yeah um and just reading the fucking comic because if you're just like well I don't want to read the comic so this will help out no like the they're different enough where um. It would. It's not the same. It doesn't hold the same impact or the same gravitas. Well, I, I, I will. I will mention the comics. The comics do not tell the story of the game. No, no, no. The comics are the five are the five years between when Superman claws out Joker's heart and the game starting. And then, then the game is the game. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that that about wraps up. Uh. That was our review of Injustice. The 2021 version. Uh, you know, I was your host, Patrick. Co-host Jared. Say bye, Jared. Goodbye, everybody. I'm sad that I wasn't a better bubble boy. Yeah. Uh, you 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 <laughs> found you found us on. Uh, honestly, there's no telling where you found us. Uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Facebook, uh, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Anchor, Google Google Podcasts. All of these places we can be found by typing in. Uh, camera corner podcast into your podcatcher of choice and we should be the only thing if anything that pops up I've guaranteed it uh, give us a like give us a comment give us a follow um, and please uh, if you could click the link following this podcast and leave us a voicemail and you can be part of the podcast um, we, uh, we are utter- we are utterly shameless we'll at least we'll at least give you the airtime to get your 30 your like minute long message out oh yeah um, but with that being said we'll catch you next time peace <laughs>